afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, November the 5th, 2020. It's the year that just keeps on giving. Let me tell you, it just, you know what? I could go for one more of these bad boys because it's just not enough. I need more, Jeff. I need more 2020 in my life. I don't think just this one calendar year is enough. I need some more. And thankfully, we still have two glorious, and I'm certain uh, that it will be lengthy months ahead of us. But this podcast won't be as lengthy as last week's because holy shit, there was almost nothing that happened in the last seven days. But before we get to that, Mr. Black, I have to ask you the sacred question. How was your week? I cannot hear your microphone. I'm going to assume that you're saying, same old same, except I closed on a property finally with a mortgage today, and now I get to wait to pay three to five times my son's college education to have them strip, gyprock rock fill, and paint the entire property. Uh, and if I had to guess one more piece to that situation, it would be, I changed, whoa, I changed <laughs> to my winters. No, I'm still not hearing you. <laughs> Hold on. I will change it. It might be my end. It could be my end. So just one sec. Let me, let me double check to make sure that it's not on my, cause it, it could very well be one sec. Let me just go in here. And here, and here, and just, just dick around in here some more. And then I'll call you again. What about now? No. Uh, hit up Discord settings and just change it off of default, or to default, and then swap it back to something else. Uh... It does, it does seem to, for whatever reason. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's another technical alpha podcast, ladies and gentlemen, where, uh, you just never know. Discord's one of the most finicky pro- fucking programs with this, and it's only in video and voice calls. If you just use, like, a chat channel, it's often perfectly fine, but there's something about the, uh, the video portion that always goes crazy. That's why you always hear me at the beginning of these podcasts changing my, uh, testing. There you go. I got you now. There we go. All right. I just had to restart, uh, discord. Yeah. I was just just explaining how that's often discord for when it comes to video calls for some reason, specifically, because if you're just using, you know, the voice channels, I almost never have a problem. But yeah. the moment you enter into uh, one of these, it's a uh, a different a different animal. But yeah, the sacred question: How was your week? Same old, same. <laughs> um, I didn't actually sign the papers this. I went there to sign the papers this morning, but uh. then we worked out. Uh, we're trying to work out a different type of mortgage because I'm putting a whole bunch of renos in. So I, we they had it set up so that I'd be locked in for like five years. But we're gonna change it a little bit so that. Um, after I'm done the renos and get it rented, then I can go back, get it reappraised, and then pull out all the extra, you know, added value that I put in, and then get locked in for a term. So, 
Um, they couldn't just do that on the spot. They have to get, um, you know, underwriters. appraised and, and, yeah, as well. Well, no, it's already been appraised. Well, um, no, I mean, post, post yes, reno. Yes, yes, afterwards, yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm going back tomorrow morning, and then I'll be signing, <laughs> and then I'm just waiting to start everything. Oh, well, there Other you go. Other than that, it's been the same old same. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, same here. I uh, I mostly spent my week playing Call of Duty Warzone, um, and that's been my week. Fun. That's it. This is Call of Duty Warzone. Oh, I also shaved my head, so I'm looking like you. I didn't go as well. You you didn't go as short as I did. I didn't go as short as you did because I just I don't know. I just didn't. I I just wanted hair because it is still winter. It's true. I I can but, uh, I can tell you, especially since I have less hair on my head in general, that the uh, the colder weather has been much more noticeable. Oh, I'd imagine. Uh, going outside in the early mornings, uh, for sure, has uh, suddenly, I, I'm making more use of my, my hoods now to keep the old, uh, the old noggin warm. But uh, mm-hmm. except, for, except for today and tomorrow, where it's supposed to be like 16 degrees tomorrow. It's going to be a hot one. Balmy outside. Short t-shirt weather. And then I'm sure the next day it will be right down to like minus four it's actually um, supposed to be nice for like five or six days straight. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. Well, it didn't stop us from getting that random bout of snow here a couple days ago. And then like the entire city apparently shitting itself. I swear to God, we must have more out of towners than ever before, because I don't recall the first snow ever resulting in so many accidents all over the city. But the, the other day when we had, uh, we had our snow, my God, it was everyone bad. was crashing everywhere. Mark, our uh, our editor, was stuck on the bus on the way home for like fucking hours and hours and hours because he was on the other side of the bridge and yeah, got shut down. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a bit uh, a bit of a, a a pain in the arse. But regardless, yeah, no, it wasn't a very exciting week. Warzone is still Warzone. Uh, it's still the best battle royale on the market, uh, which is not a high bar. And my God, do you ever get reminded of that every time you play Warzone? Um, 20 tick rate servers are bad. Uh, the audio is still atrocious. The texture glitch. I don't know if you've ever like stopped in after your stream is done, if I'm streaming and you've, you've seen any of it, but, um, the, uh, old glitch where when you pick up a gun after dying, usually like you go to the gulag and you get back out or even in the gulag, um, the textures on the guns just fucking blow up. And if you pick yeah. up the gun, it, the whole screen is just full of fuck. Yeah, so uh, I've seen it. Yeah, that's back uh, again. They fixed it, and now it's back again. Uh, oh. And so totally game-breaking and completely ruins the experience on top of, like, many other bugs. I've had, like, grenades make zero sound. Thrown a grenade, and it and it's silent. It's the, uh, the, the silenced-equipped frag grenade. Uh, amongst other things. So uh, just a really... It's just, it's disappointing because it's like right there on the cusp of being fucking an amazing battle royale experience, but they're, they're kind of fucking with it. Probably my least favorite thing, and I'm filling for time here because my God, our list is short this week, but my, I would say the least, my least favorite development is that, and you've played a little bit of the game. They had the, they have self revive kits. Yeah. You get down and you can self revive on your own instead of relying on a teammate, uh, which Lovely. However, problem be, uh, would be that uh, they've now made it a regular drop in chests on top of being able to buy them. And so uh, you'll go into matches where, like, in the beginning, the first two chests you open both have 
a self-revive kit in them, and so half your your four-man team is already rocking a four thousand uh, dollar self-revive, and you haven't even fucking gotten your guns yet. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like every fucking engagement that you're in now, it forces you to like the bet the worst choice is you know how you always used to be like don't thirst don't yeah. down the guy and then waste the next 30 rounds killing him you don't have a choice now you down them there's like a 90 percent chance they have a fucking self-revive and so even though you know that tactically you are fucked if you dump any more ammo into this guy you don't have a choice you have to do it and so there's so many uh, i've lost so many like one verse three fights where i've beaten the three man but lost to the first guy having self-revive. Or a, in a four-man, like a four-man squad team, uh, having two of us and four of them. And we mm. win the engagement, definitively. But, mm. but because in the, in a, in, when you're down two or three people, you can't stop the fucking smell of the roses and put more fucking rounds into somebody. They get up and they shoot you in the back when you have no armor and you're fucking dead. So yep. like the game has become even more of a clusterfuck. Um, the solo experience is literally AIDS and nobody should play it for solo experience. But again, the BR market is just ass and it's the best one uh, currently. Um, the new Call of Duty coming out, I played the beta of it and the regular multiplayer for that was pretty fun. I don't know if I'd be... like I, I wish that I could say that I'd be engaged with it like I could a BR mode long term because it gave me what I liked about Call of Duty Warzone but uh with less of the fuck and uh and so I, I don't fucking know but I, I keep playing it because it's all I've got and I'll keep praying that somebody does it better because they don't give a shit uh anyway now that we've filled up some time Jeff it's time to talk all about right. video games you ready to talk about video games I'm ready I lied to you the first thing we're gonna do is talk about AMD <laughs> okay can you post <laughs> the uh the show note oh, oh did I not did. yeah right, so yes I got him, I got him, yeah I got yeah uh, this is real quick. The AMD 5000 series that we talked about uh, might have even been last week, the week before, whenever they did their first announcements, like the AMD show. I think it was last week. I don't know. All the days blend together these days. Um, the actual reviews have have dropped today. Like, they're just happening as we speak. They're being posted everywhere. And uh, so, remember, the big question was, you know, we were seeing AMD benchmarks and shit. Will they be relevant when the third-party reviewers get their hands on them? As it turns out, yes. AMD did not bullshit you. Uh, they quite literally, except for Red Dead Redemption 2, is like the one specific game that stands out as being a mild, and I mean, I mean like when you go to a, an American Chinese restaurant and they ask you, do you want the, the Chinese mild or the North American mild? This is the North American mild of victories for the 10900K overclocked to 5.2 gigahertz for Intel, getting a marginal boost above everything else is amd in gaming it's amd in productivity it's amd from a price point it's amd from a a power draw it's amd ever across the board it's there's not even a close competition and then what the craziest thing is is that for some competitive games some of the bigger ones like let's say csgo which as we all know we talked about here on the podcast in the past is kind of like the I, I I don't want to call it the sleeper esport, but the shit's like the grandfather of esports at this point, uh, and it's getting bigger. Like it keeps like slowly climbing into the uh, into the uh, the upper ends of things. Games like that or Valorant, which are super, which is basically CS:GO, super uh, single core dependent and DirectX nine based, 
the frame rate boost in these chips versus Intel is massive. We're talking the 1% lows frame rates in the, let's say, 5900X is the same as the average frame rate of the 10900K, which is fucking bonkers. I mean, you're getting people with like, I think the test systems are the 3080 and the, um, and the 5900X, uh, we're getting like 700 plus frames per second in Valorant. Literally eye-bleeding speeds. And now with NVIDIA's new 360 hertz monitors coming out, the guys that really want every fucking frame possible, which are the Valorant players and the CSGO players and the players where like a millisecond is a difference between an op shot to the head and surviving, are going to be building AMD machines probably for the first time ever. And that was a major market for Intel because what has Intel been driving home forever? If you want the best gaming performance, you build Intel. Yeah, you might be able to spend a few less dollars and your Photoshop or, or whatever fucking experience will be better in multitasking over there on Team Red. But on Team Blue, you want a game? You come play Intel. Unfortunately for Intel, that is literally no longer the case. And by no small margin. So, uh, and again, for less money and less power. So they're, they're winning on zero fronts. So it's a bit of a, a Grand Slam kind of year for AMD right now with these chips. They're already sold out fucking everywhere. I looked online today. Uh, they're gone. Uh, and I don't know when you're ever going to fucking see them. You might get lucky in a couple more weeks when the next wave comes through. But the, the really impressive thing about this for the gaming perspective before we move on, because it's really as simple as if you're building a PC now, you're building AMD, and if you don't, you're fucking stupid. That's literally it. You're wasting money. You're burning it. Take it out of your pocket, light it for fire, and warm your hands for five minutes. You've now made better use of your money than buying an Intel system right now. All the way down the stack for AMD of this 5000 series, including the 5600, which will be like a $300 or less fucking processor some it's like the lower end like the 3600 which is below what you've got right now even that basically trades blows with the highest end intel shit but runs way less power for way less money and if you stick a gpu in it and you're playing at like the vast majority of people playing games not just playing csgo and even in that it crushes it anyway it's it's uh, hand over fist so um, Intel's response to this is unfortunately nothing right now. And in fact, we already know when their closest response to this is likely going to happen. They have a sort of refresh coming in the next few months that's likely to do not a hell of a lot and probably cost a lot of money and we know requires a new motherboard. So if you're already rocking Intel and you want to get the marginal improvements out of Intel, you're buying a brand new chipset from top to bottom, just to plug this mediocre fucking processor into it. You're not getting 7 nanometer, which is where AMD is, until 2023 earliest from Intel. AMD has literally a over two-year window of dominance with no competition. That, in the ga- in fucking computer terms, that's like 20 years. You're in a, you're in a fucking different, you're, you're in a different generational gap. At that point. So, uh, well done AMD. Congratulations. You've officially fucked on Intel. Uh, you did it, and you only took like, I don't know, five years to somehow miraculously turn it around. Everyone in that company deserves some sort of fucking epic raise. 
and uh, I look forward to seeing whatever the fuck happens next. I don't even know where they go from here. But I, I'm looking forward to it. And I really look forward to what we talked about last week, AMD's graphics cards, which when you pair them with AMD processors, get that extra like 5 or 6 plus to 11% boost on top of that. So they're just, they're just crushing it right now. And uh, well done uh, for making it happen. I'm excited. So Mr. Black, for you, just to bring this for you, you've got a 3700X in your PC right now. Your motherboard costs more than the, the processor by miles. <laughs> you're, you're, currently, you're currently rocking. And, and so for you, you don't have to buy a new motherboard. You can just go out and get a 5900X or a 58 or a 56 or a 5950 and plug it in and you literally like triple your performance just for putting that fucking processor in. Just to put it in perspective for you. No other parts need to be swapped. You plug a new CPU in, don't need to reinstall Windows, all of a sudden you're literally going from a fucking Toyota Corolla to a fucking Ferrari um, in very little effort. So, very impressive indeed. Can I palm a basketball? Yes. Not well at this time because I've got the hands of a baby right now. No grip strength. Um, uh, now for actual game news, Jeff. Okay. Final Fantasy 16, which we saw a little bit of a while back now. We have new key art for it, which is basically give or take what you're probably going to see for the cover of the game itself, uh, on the, uh, the, the disc case. And, uh, for those who are interested, I didn't write it down to give a dissertation on it. But for those interested in some of the new information that they released on the world of Final Fantasy 16, as well as the characters, some of the characters anyway, like the ones that we've seen in the trailers up to this point, they have it on the website now. So they're starting to like release some lore, some character background, get you, uh, you know, uh, acquainted with the, with the new characters and, uh, and, and whatnot. So if you're interested in that, you're following Final Fantasy 16 closely, then that's the place to get it. You go on over to their main website, check it out. Um, from what I, what I heard of it and read of it, to summarize it, it's basically Game of Thrones Final Fantasy Edition. Cool. And the, with, the, with the one thing I'd say, the, the standout thing is, is that they're not naming their characters these crazy fucking names. It's like Bob... Susie. It's like fucking like plain ass names. Jeff. Nobody is going to forget the names of these characters. They're plain ass names. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm mildly excited for this insofar as that the people doing the combat, while it's not my favorite form of Final Fantasy combat, it's at least a pedigree of people working on it, the Devil May Cry folks, that make good action combat. And so if it's going to go action combat, at least they have the people involved that are likely to make the action combat good. Is there anything that a Final Fantasy game can do to get you interested in Final Fantasy again after you had played? Did You, you ended up playing Remake uh, at some point, didn't you? Or have you no, played that yet? No, you I still haven't played it. No. no, I still haven't played it. Mm. And I'm in no rush. I'm, 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 I'm out of Final Fantasy. You've checked out? Um, Pokemon out. out. Final Fantasy I'm, out. I'm gone, man. <laughs> it lost me a long time ago. What was it that got you out the game? What was the what was the as an old school Final Fantasy guy who obviously has a big heart for seven, 
eight, nine probably, or your would be like that. You're that core group. What was it that got you? What was the, what was the the thing that where you looked at it and said, you know what, this ain't for me anymore. I don't know. I I don't think it's just one specific thing. I mean, my my priorities also changed, like in terms of, you know, I became a streamer, so I didn't have time to 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 play the games as they were coming out. Like mm. I did play 13. I actually enjoyed 13. Um, I didn't hate it. Uh, as the as series went on, I grew to appreciate 13 in ways I didn't think yeah, I, like, I would. I didn't, I didn't hate 13. I actually enjoyed 13 a decent amount. Um, 15 didn't do it for me. I just, mm. it felt not what I like. Um, it's hard to explain, but I just couldn't get it connected with characters. I just, I don't know, man. I, I, it's, I can't really pinpoint it to one thing. It's just final fantasy has just lost its magic for me. It's, it's I'm not saying that they're bad games. Cause I'm sure if you're an RPG head and you're a JRPG head, I'm sure they're, they're good games. Like in comparison to other JRPGs out there, probably the best, but I just, had fallen out of love with those types of games i just have and i'm not sure what it's going to take to get me back in but i probably won't play final fantasy 16 um so Mm. i don't 15 any games i i don't play that's true there's not i it's not just final fantasy like i don't want to sound like a final fantasy hater yeah um the remake of seven obviously gets me the most excited I'm, i'm far more likely to play that than what i will any other new game especially as more episodes come out for this Final Fantasy VII remake. But um, it's just games in general, and we've gone over it before, so I won't rehash it, but I just, yeah. I just don't feel the same, same way about gaming. So, mm. yeah. I would say 15 for me was it felt, I don't know, maybe, this, maybe I can hit on some points that sound, sound right to you. For me, 15 felt like uh, the McDonald's of Final Fantasy. It's commercial as fuck. And I don't just say that because it literally had Amex commercials, Coleman Stove commercials, and uh, and an entire quest line dedicated to Cup Noodle. Uh, so in the literal sense, it was commercial, but it felt commercial in in how uh, how it was displayed. It was kind of like it was kind of like somebody who had an appreciation for Final <laughs> Fantasy at a high level decided they wanted to set out and make it. But, uh, but, uh, but wanted to just make it in the, the <laughs> modern, like modernize it, but like modernize it in that kind of commercial way, not in a, not in a, we love video games kind of way, but we love how much money video games can make us kind of way. That's what Final Fantasy 15 felt like to me when I played it. And like my biggest disappointment, uh, disappointment, uh, disappointment with it was that that there were one or two moments in that game that were really fucking amazing, and they completely they completely ruined it by commercializing it. Like the the points that I've I've said before, where um, so Ignis, Prompto, and Gladiolus, the, your three companions, the the boy band brothers. All three of them at different points in the game disappear at some point. And then they come back. And and Noct, uh, uh, Noctis, the main character who you're playing, 
asks them individually in conversation, Yo, so where were you? And the responses every time were, Don't worry about it. And when I played the game, I remember saying uh, on stream, I was like, guys, they're going to make all of that shit individual DLC to find out what those three guys were up to. And that's why they're saying, don't worry about it. Even though it's like a main character literally fucking off with, with no reasoning for that long coming back. And sure as shit, three DLCs. One of which barely made it out because the game was failing so hard on every one of them. And... So that was what 15 was to me. It was like the McDonald's of Final Fantasy. There was no heart left in it. Mm. It was just pure, formulaic, modernized gaming shit. JRPG porn. Yeah. 16 at least looks like there's a little bit more heart in it at this point. Uh, and we can say that because, like we've said in the past, Yoshi P was the guy who saved Final Fantasy 14 from death. And made it the uh, second only to World of Warcraft, which is no small fucking feat. Um, that man being attached to the project obviously has a lot of people excited. And at the very least, tells me that there's a better chance that somebody in there, at the very least, has some love for video games, some real love for Final Fantasy, and it could produce a legitimate Final Fantasy game the first time since... Well, for me, probably Final Fantasy, somewhere between ten and twelve. Thirteen, I didn't hate, but it was the it was the thirteen was the beginning of the linear Final Fantasy fuckery, yeah. the straight line map shit. Um, and no matter how much there was some promise there, that's kind of what thirteen became. So, yeah, we'll see. Right now, though, for those interested, once again, Game of Thrones, basically Final Fantasy edition, is what I'm calling it for now. That might change as time goes on, but that's what I'm seeing for now. Head on over to the main website. You'll be able to check out the, uh, the stuff on, uh, on the individual characters that they've released at this point and the world itself. And then that sweet key art. If there's one thing Final Fantasy does always have, though, it's dope art. They, they pay good artists for Final Fantasy. It's just the way she goes. Next up, Far Cry 6 and Rainbow Six Quarantine, ironically the last one there, will both be delayed. For coronavirus reasons, the development has obviously slowed dramatically on both of those bad boys. Uh, and not just a little bit. Some of these coronavirus delays we've been seeing this year have been like, you know, a couple months here and there. These are some substantial uh, some substantial delays uh, from what I'm seeing. And substantial enough that it's almost one of those things where you think, this is probably not the last delay that we're going to see from at least one of these two titles. So, they are now slated to arrive sometime between... This is a window. April 2021, uh, so April of next year, and March of 2022. So, they're pushing it months out earliest, and then, like, another year and a bit on the long tail. And so, I would... Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get excited about those right now. I would say assume 2022. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know how you get excited about Far Cry in the be, uh, to begin with. Uh, Far Cry is pretty, uh, Far Cry is literally the McDonald's of, yeah. of video Cry, games right now. Far Cry has been identical since Far Cry 3, and it has been so <laughs> boring 
on so many levels. The game, the games all look the same. They all play the same. They all it's try like and Assassin's have the new Creed. the new Voss. It's literally like Assassin's Creed. Change the skins and play the same fucking game. The last Assassin's Creed game was the first to actually kind of like get away from Assassin's Creed to the point where I don't even know how you call it Assassin's Creed anymore. It's like they knew that if they kept with the formula, they were going to like, they were, they were fucked. But uh, it is very similar in in uh, in that degree. But uh, I mean, Far Cry is the same game. Yes. Since three. Like, yes. And the thing that always made me laugh is that they continuously try and recreate Voss as a, as a villain. Far yeah. Cry 4 did it. Far Cry 5 didn't, and Far Cry 6, sure as shit, probably going to do the same thing. Probably going to have Voss in it. But <laughs> oh no, wait a minute, wasn't, didn't we talk about this before where Voss, I think, was the kid in the, in the yes. trailer? Yes. Like, come on, man! Come on! Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was uh, bound to happen. But they're, they are delayed like many other titles, so uh, whether you were excited for them or not, you're not seeing them for a while. Uh, next up, EA was fined 10 million euro. Not that that's a lot of money, but it's more about the precedent than anything. Fined 10 million euro uh, in the Netherlands over the loot, uh, their loot box practices. So we had talked about this being the case for EA uh, a couple times before, uh, mostly in Europe, where right now anyway, and that's changing in North America at the moment. They're, they're, that's going to happen here too. Where they're investigating these these loot boxes and games because, as we've discussed on the podcast in the past as well, especially for the young kids that are playing a lot of these, like FIFA, which is like mm. the big the elephant in the room, um, they've got like a casino that just so happens to have soccer in the game or NBA 2K21, same thing, just so happen to have basketball, pretty much casino, but you can occasionally play some basketball on the side if you so choose. Uh, and so they were fined. This is under their law. The maximum at any for any individual one is five million. So they got two instances of it. So if you're wondering why it wasn't like a lot more for the you know what the money that EA is making off of this shit, that's why they're not they can't color outside the lines of their own <laughs> their own their own uh, uh, legal work. So uh, basically, EA's defense was there's no scientific proof to date that uh, their practices are harming. Uh, people uh, in in any way, and the uh, the court said that's some shit. Um, but there is we scientific proof. There is, there is. It's just not specific to your case. But they said essentially the court maintains that it isn't necessary to have scientific proof that every new game of chance causes problems because for them the betting and gaming act is based on the assumption that all games of chance carry with them a risk of gambling addiction. That has been basically outright proven. So why, you know, they're not going to start a new fucking multi-year generational study every time somebody comes out with a slightly new variation of a game of chance. No. No. It's addictive. This is plain and simple. And when you put it in front of kids, well, now you get an even bigger problem. So (laughs) good on them. I can't wait for that shit to be more popular over here, too, in the courts where they start to get a little bit more clamped down on them uh, as well. Again, it's not necessarily about the money right now that they're being fined so much as the precedent set in court that EA lost it. That's kind of the the more important thing here. Um, But yeah, obviously, that's the case. It's crazy. They should back off on that shit um, without question. 
next up, No Man's Sky. Didn't get fined 10 million, but what they did do is release another update. Uh, this one, a bit more minor than the last, and it's mostly what it's doing is, other than a couple of uh, minor improvements graphically on the PC, this was the patch to bring up for the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X uh, and S to a degree, and bring those consoles, the new consoles, pretty much up to speed with the PC. So the same number of multiplayer people can be involved at 32. All the graphic improvements uh, have been ported over to the new consoles uh, as well. The, the, you know, the loading times have been basically chopped down to next to nothing. All that kind of stuff all brought to the next-gen consoles. And the visual difference, they have a video of it. You can, they'll, they'll show you what it looks like on the consoles. For console players, this is... Like, if you're moving to a PS5 or an Xbox Series X and you're a big uh, player of No Man's Sky, this mm. is like a fucking... You, you just went to the optometrist because your parents said your headaches come from having gla- not having glasses. And you're like, no, I can see fine! And then you go and you get your eyes tested, and then they hand you your glasses, you put your glasses on, you look outside the fucking door into the real world, and you're like, fuck! Huh? And your brain doesn't even know what to do with the information. It's like, fuck it, it's like too much, it's high, it's so high def that your brain is like processing that there are leaves and not just an amorphous blob as a tree. That's pretty much what you're seeing between the two. Because the old consoles, obviously, the, the hardware was, was not holding up, uh, but now this new stuff is obviously much better, and it looks substantially better, and runs substantially better as well. So, that's what that update was all uh, about. And of course, porting your stuff between the consoles is not a problem. It's easy peasy. Uh, next up in more, oh, in Call of Duty news, as I talked about earlier, Cold War. So people were kind of hoping, Mr. Black, that after the the debacle of, of the current Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, being over too big for a 250-gig solid-state drive, which boggles the mind <laughs> to this day, they were like, man, maybe, maybe Cold War will bring that number back down. The answer is no. It, too, if you're going to run 4K textures and you're going to have Warzone installed along with the rest of the game, is a 250-plus gig commitment. However, much like the current version of, uh, of Modern Warfare, you at least have the opportunity to select the, the sections of the game that you want to install. So you want just normal, normal multiplayer? That's like 50 gigs. You want it like that's, we're, we're normal territory now. You want to get Warzone in the full 4k experience? Remortgage your home, bigger hard drives, Maybe an apartment dedicated to the game. Get involved. But hey. I get this you know what, honestly, other than the fact that these games are obviously horribly optimized because they're on engines that are that are fucking almost as old as, as Bethesda's engines at this point. And the spaghetti code is fucking strong. This is the trend you're going to see with games in general. We're getting into the 4K generation. Yeah. 4K textures? are not small. <laughs> Get used to this. They're fucking huge. Yeah. Uncompressed audio that everyone wants for their fancy at-home, you know, sound systems and shit. Massive. Massive. You want that DTS or that Dolby Atmos? You're going to pay for it in hard drive space is basically yep. what you're going to see. So uh, just be ready for that. And that will bring us to uh, another topic here below, not, uh, not long after this. We're going to get to that real soon about the storage requirements and as it pertains to the new consoles. 
Uh, Riot announced with a trailer, Mr. Black. We've talked about in the past that they are, they've, they've been doing multiple different genres. You know, we had Valorant was one. You know, they had those different projects that they had, like, letters associated with them or whatever. So they had, like, the, the first-person shooter with Valorant, and they had, uh, there was a dungeon-crawler-looking one uh, and stuff like that. So they've got one that they did the announcement trailer for now called uh, Ruined King, A League of Legends Story, which has their official trailer. No gameplay, really, just the classic League of Legends uh, anime art style. Um... It's a single-player, turn-based RPG. Which is a, a, a pretty substantial shift, uh, both away from first-person shooter in Valorant and uh, League of Legends itself. Obviously closer to League of Legends than it would be a first-person shooter, but uh, while, while there might be this information around, I don't know more about it than the fact that it is a first-person shooter. Uh, RPG, turn-based, and so I have to make the assumption then that it's also similar to um, some of the old, like, D&D-based games. Mm. Uh, you know, the top-down perspective. Yeah. You know, that isometric view type shit um, with the, the dice rolls and the whole nine yards. Um, why not? That's a po- that, that genre is making a bit of a comeback right now. Yeah. So why not get in, in, in involved in that? Um, I'm just happy to see Riot spending their money on more than just League of Legends. Oh, I think they're. Tr- I think they they almost got to. You know, mm. I think they're they're still making a bajillion dollars. But I mean, how long can this really go? You, you don't want to wait until you don't want to wait until it starts going down yeah. before you start fighting it. Yeah. You know, just you want to ideas, see what sticks. Wait for your next big hit, and then ride that train. That yeah. seems like that's what they're doing. And this is and this is like unlike Valorant. This is obviously directly tied to League of Legends. So you're yeah. you're playing. Uh, the The premise of this one is uh, is that you are playing characters from Bilgewater, which, if you know the lore, you'll know the characters that you're likely going to be playing with there uh, largely. And um, yeah, I'm. I'm intrigued because I want to see because what's intriguing about this whole process to me with Riot is that we're seeing a wide range of genres here. We're not seeing uh, we're not seeing them lock themselves into a specialty. Uh, they're they're really they're they're building their teams out to do and tackle multiple substantially different genres. So yeah. it's not like a Blizzard where you saw it was the RTS full stop from all intents and purposes, other than Hearthstone, which was. I mean, mostly in that same wheelhouse. Uh, this is, you're tackling some, I mean, at this point, I'm waiting for a kart racer. Mario Kart Riot Edition. You can play Ziggs. racing. Yes. Yeah. With like, Riot Kart, uh, League of Legends story. Fuck it, there I'd play you. it. Yeah, I'd try it out. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm playing uh, in a recent talk, Todd Howard has stated that while they are still using the same engine, <laughs> which hurts me to say that sentence, Jeff, it pains me to let that leave my lips, that they are still going to use the same engine. Regardless, Todd Howard, in a recent 
TikTok has stated that while they are still using the same engine that drove Morrowind and Oblivion at its core, the overhaul, this is a quote now, direct quote, the overhaul on our engine is probably the largest we've ever had. Maybe even, there's a lot of ambiguity here, probably and and maybe, but probably, (laughs) probably the largest we've ever had. Maybe even larger than the shift that they had between Morrowind and Oblivion. Which, to be fair, was a pretty fucking massive leap, generationally speaking. So if you saw Skyrim and then up and compared that to Morrowind and Oblivion's leap in the engine difference, I mean, that's a pretty fucking substantial difference. Yeah. However, it's still the same fucking engine. And, and while I can only hope that they don't have the same bugs that they did in Morrowind that they had in Skyrim and Fallout 4 and all the, like, Fallout 76, I feel like it's still going to be there, Jeff. It's just going to, it's just going to be prettier and slightly better animations, but the, the, the janky classic bugs that we've come to expect of Bethesda games, I feel like we're still going to be seeing the same shit. 100%. (laughs) It also seems... It is is what it is. It also seems that, judging by the talks they were having, that Starfield still seems to be in the production queue ahead of the Elder Scrolls Six. So, I guess you can still expect that to be the order of operations um we saw some like leaked possibility starfall uh, starfield sorry uh images like several weeks back now but in all honesty they look generic as shit i don't i don't know i i they need to hit 17 home runs on the, they need some they need some barry bonds on the juice they need some mark mcguire in the 1996 1997 home run championship type shit. They need mm. to fucking crush that ball into the stratosphere. They need to be playing a game of backyard catch with God and throwing it into the clouds. That is how that is how epic Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 needs to be to pull themselves back from the brink that is their last showing of Fallout 76 and the general feeling people have after those uh, after those two titles. So, I don't know I don't know if using the same engine is the answer for that. They've made so much money off of Fallout 76, uh, which I can't imagine cost them more than $4 to make, <laughs> that, that I, I thought for sure, like ages ago I told myself, I said, you know what? Maybe this is their play, Mr. Black. Maybe their play is that they're going to make Fallout 76 with, you know, they're going to reuse the assets from Fallout 4. No new money involved there. Very mm. little effort. Mm. Then they're going to sell back those assets to people as costume upgrades and shit for their characters in Fallout 76. Instant money. Huge margins. Just monstrous. And mm-hmm. they know that their community is going to buy this game and spend copious amounts of money, regardless of how shit it is. They know. Yes. And so I thought maybe 
with the fact that they've been using the same engine and shit and been producing the same shit since Fallout 4, that they'd be able to then churn all of that epic margin around and create a new engine for the dawn of the new the new series of games coming from them, starting with Starfield, because that's the first new intellectual property out of Bethesda in that regard in ages. So maybe this is the one. Big-ass space game needs a new engine. And we're going to take that and what we learn in a game that's not as risky for us, and then take all we learn and put that into Elder Scrolls Six and knock it out of the fucking park. And instead, what did we get? They milked everyone for all they were worth with the shittiest AAA title ever produced. And then they used the same engine for Starfield in Elder Scrolls Six. Hey, but Adam, it's getting a large overhaul. Maybe, possibly... Maybe possible. That's the scariest part about that sentence is like the two, the two words that he chose to use there is probably and maybe. Yeah. That tells you everything you need to know. He didn't say definitively. Oh, hell no, he didn't. Hell no, he didn't. If that was the case, he'd be like, guys, we, we don't got a new engine, but I'm going to tell you right now, we overhauled this bitch. And you'd think we did. It's that crazy. But no. It was, it's it's probably the largest overhaul yet. And maybe even larger. <laughs> and the more went to the oblivion. I mean, you guys remember that and how awesome that was. So it, it may be even larger than that. But we'll find out. I mean, Todd Howard will probably wear a leather bomber jacket on the next E3 stage mm-hmm. and maybe it'll be different from the one he wore the year previously. Maybe. 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 It's quite possible. And word on the street is, Jeff, that all hands on deck, every single development house under Bethesda, all working on Todd Howard's next leather bomber jacket for the E3 stage. It's important. It's important. It's time to talk about the next-gen consoles, Jeff. The reviews for the Xbox started to come out today. The embargoes have lifted, and everyone is plastering the internet with their reviews of the, uh, of the, the first next-gen console to hit the market. Um, with that being said, I'll get to that because there's not much new information because Xbox has been so fucking open about everything that the reviews don't really reveal a hell of a lot more than we already knew. But what we did get today is some PlayStation 5 news that was either intentionally released at the same day that all the embargo shit would be released on the Xbox in the hopes that maybe it gets buried or not. I don't know because none of it was really particularly positive news, so I don't, I don't know what the play was here, but... Either way, the PlayStation 5 will not natively support 1440p as a resolution. Now, while it is 100% true that the majority of people that are playing uh, console games are plugging this into a TV, there are loads of people that plug it into their computer monitor because they have their computer and everything at their one little station... And they plug it all into the monitor, and they just change the fucking input, and they play their consoles or whatever, you know, especially with monitors getting bigger and bigger. 
a lot of people using 27-inch monitors, 32-inch monitors. You get this nice little combo of playing your PC games, playing your console games, especially if you can't dedicate a living room space or whatever to the TV uh, or what have you. Some people go in the reverse of using a TV for a PC uh, uh, monitor as well. Both of those have their trade-offs. So the other thing is that there are a lot, or not insignificant number of TVs now that also support 1440p and higher refresh rate um, options. So like 100, uh, 100 hertz, 120 hertz, 1440p um, as an option on a TV. And with these new uh, consoles coming, where 4K60 or whatever is not necessarily always going to be an option in games, having the ability to have native 1440 for some of the panels that you might already have in your house is a useful function. PlayStation has decided to not bother with 1440p, so just as a heads up, if you're somebody who does or did plan on playing on, because I already had like a few people message me today specifically when this news came out about the fact that they had just purchased for their their gaming setup a couple of 1440p monitors for their PC and their consoles, and then they got this news, and I was like, well, you're fucked. <laughs> it's not well, if it was a play. if it was a PlayStation, you're not going to get it. So you you're not going to get 1440p. They can still use the monitors. But what they're doing is they're they're not getting 1440. They're getting 1080 yeah. that will get upscaled yeah. to 1440. So you can yeah. still use them, but you're not going to get your monitor's native resolution uh, in that regard. It's not the end of the world. It's just a very odd. It's just a very odd choice with these next gen consoles, knowing what the market looks like currently to not have it. Is it something that they might be able to in the future with firmware? Just say it now supports it. More than likely, yes. But it was just a very odd thing. Um, because it doesn't, I, I don't see how it would hurt them to support it. So I, I just don't understand what their, their thought process behind that was. Uh, but just, so just be warned, you, if you do have that, if you're in that scenario, you will be doing 1080p upscaled to 1440. And since not all 1440p high refresh rate monitors support higher than 60 hertz over HDMI at 1080p, just be aware of that situation. Uh, in relation to that, we finally have, now that people have their hands on these consoles, we have a firm idea of the actual usable storage in all of the consoles at this point. So we talked about in the, in the past, the varying sizes of the hard drives that all of them have and, uh, and what that may or may not present as a problem, uh, for some people who like to hoard games like crazy. Um, well, we now know. So originally we knew that the PlayStation 5 was already at a bit of a disadvantage in that their hard drive was 825, I think it was, uh, gigabytes uh, versus the flat one terabyte on the Series X. So we knew that going in there was going to be a discrepancy there because as soon as you add the operating system and all that shit on top, you're not going to get the the full 825 and or the one terabyte, which just based on how the uh, storage numbers work, you wouldn't in the first place. So the real storage that people are seeing now, I'll, I'll give you an idea. So on the PS5, you're looking at what will essentially be somewhere in the neighborhood of 667 gigs of usable uh, space on the main hard drive. Um, that 
will run you somewhere in the neighborhood of five to seven or eight AAA titles as they are currently. That number will probably get a bit smaller as the life of the console goes on because game sizes will get bigger. Uh, but for now, I would say that you're looking at um, probably, yeah, between five and eight would be my would be my guess. Uh, the only unfortunate part in that regard for people who might want to load up that hard drive is that at launch anyway, the NVMe expansion slot on the bottom of the console isn't actually active yet and won't be active for we don't know when that's going to be active. Probably sometime in the new year, I think Mark, I think Cerny was saying, uh, would likely be the case. So out of the gate, if for whatever reason you were somebody who was hoping to load up like all like a bunch of PlayStation 4 Pro games or whatever onto the console and not just like poured over from an external drive, you don't have any expansion options right now. You're just going to have to kind of wait that wait that bad boy out. So I don't know I'll I'll talk about the other ones first before I give my thoughts on this. So the the Series S is actually the elephant in the room of all three of these consoles because the Series S had the 512 gig hard drive. Which means it has 364 gigs of usable space for the user. That's like a handful of games for sure. And since it's not doing 4K gaming, it will get, you know, probably the the ratio of games it will be able to install is probably not dramatically different. But 364 gigs of usable space on any next-gen console is pretty bad. I mean, that's a, that's a fucking small amount of space. Um... Now, for the Series X, you're looking at 802 gigs. So, of all the three, the Series X is giving you, by a a relatively decent margin of a little over 100 gigs, uh, 140 gigs almost, uh, the most room. So, you're going to get another couple, two to three games out of that. Um, Here's my my deal with all this. And it was similar to when we were first talking about the the storage stuff before. <clears throat> I don't think any of these next-gen consoles, especially the big ones, the S is its own special thing. I think the S should be a terabyte. And I think the X and the PS5 should be two terabytes. Each. Uh, with the size of games as they are, and with the, the cost of drives, I understand they're using very expensive next-gen storage for these bad boys. But it is painful to go in to the next generation and know that you have, for all intents and purposes, regardless of the speed of the drives, the same or far less storage than you did in the generation previous. It's going to be... um, I will be interested to see in five years from now how many people, for example, are forced to go and buy expansion cards uh, because they just want to be able to install more than four or whatever games at a time. But either way, these are all pretty small. I mean, you can get cell phones with flash storage with fucking damn near that much space or more. Uh, So I don't know how I feel about it personally. But the PS5 at 600 and something... That's the that's pretty rough. I mean, versus the the Series X, you're literally down 140 gigs. Um, 
But it's the same price. The console is the same price. The PS5 is also 20% slower from the graphics perspective than the Xbox. But it's the same price. But here's the, here's the, here's the real thing, though. And this is, this is the reality of the situation. Neither of them really, but the, the, the PlayStation does have the leg up here. There are no fucking games. <clears throat> All of this is moot. It's kind of whatever. The Series X reviews are glowing. Everyone is sucking the dick dry of the Xbox Series X. It runs cool. It plays all of your games faster at higher resolutions and higher refresh rates. Or higher uh, frame rates, I should say. With automated HDR in some titles. It plays with all of your old controllers from the previous generation, so you don't have to spend more money on that. It's smaller and easier to fit into your, uh, into your, um, your entertainment system than the competitors. But, but as nice as that, and it's like I said, it's more powerful and has more storage, but Jeff, where the fuck are the games? Their entire marketing campaign is that it does play the old games faster and prettier. But they're old games. So, who are you selling this console to right now? Other than people who want, who don't have a PC, I guess, who want to be able to replay games they've likely already played, but at a better frame rate and higher resolution. How big is that market? And the PlayStation doesn't get away with much better, uh, much better in that regard. They've got Demon Souls. And I mean, that would be the only, that's like, that's like the only real one that a lot of people are talking about that, that is close to a, a proper next gen title. And so who are they selling these consoles to right now? Who who buys who buys a PlayStation Five or an Xbox Series X? I could see an S for some people who are just getting into the market, dipping their toes in the water, maybe just from a price perspective. But who's buying these consoles, Mister Black? Who's I mean, they're flying off the shelves, obviously. But but is that just people like that just want to be? They just have it because what are they going to do with these consoles? So, like, who who are they selling these these consoles to? Uh, people that are buying the next iPhone. I mean, it's the new new. It's the new. It's the new. You know, fucking Kayla wants a, a new iPhone for. Christmas or whatever. And I look at her, I go, but why? Why? <laughs> Your iPhone fucking whatever you have now, 9X, I don't know. I actually don't know. But whatever one you have <laughs> is going to do what the other one does, except the other one might take a little bit better pictures. Slightly. 
So why am I spending a thousand plus dollars again? Why? <laughs> well, the answer is Adam. Cause it's the new, new, because it's the new <laughs> it's shiny. It makes me feel good for 15 minutes when I first get it. I get to unbox it and I feel like I'm in the in crowd. I have something to tweet out and put on Instagram. The gram. Doing it for so, the gram. Yeah, the people are going to buy their Xboxes. They're going to buy their Playstations. They're going to play their old games. They're going to go, why in the fuck did I buy this? When I got no fucking games to play, they're probably 80% of them are going to say that exact sentence. In like the first five days of owning the console. Yes. But they are going to still use it. They're going to play their old games. They're going to boot up their Spotify and their, their Twitch streams on it and their Netflix. And they're just going to use it like they did all the other stuff. So, yeah. And as for the hard drive... It doesn't fucking matter. There's no games. <laughs> yes, yeah. And there ain't no games for a while. We're in the middle of Corona season. Ain't nothing coming out. And when something does come out, it's going to be like one game in a year and a half. <laughs> so you're not going to have to worry about getting another hard drive or your poor little 667 gigs being used up. You're going to have plenty of space. So cry me a fucking river. It's like, hey. It's shit. like it's like oddly it's like oddly convenient for them that there are no games to fucking come out so that the hard drives like somehow aren't as big of a deal because you have no fucking games to play. It's like in a, in a normal release window where you, even for the last generation, both consoles had between three and five proper next generation specific games launching with both. This yep. game, this generation, you've got the biggest talked about game is a remaster of yes. a fucking like decade old game. Yes. And nothing else. Yes. And everyone, and the biggest talking point of, of the Xbox is the fact that you play your old shit better because there's nothing new to play. And so yes. the PlayStation's entire marketing campaign is come play Demon Souls for like two years. And then on the Xbox side, it's come play our entire yeah. catalog that you've probably already played for two years. Yeah. Game Pass. Game Pass. Come get some. Yeah, this is the most... I, I, don't, I don't even have my PlayStation 5 pre-ordered. I don't care. What what am I running out for? I guess Demon Souls. Yeah, it looks fucking great. If I can get my hands on a console and Demon Souls, I'll pick one up. But I sure as shit ain't going to be scouring the internet, paying four times the market rate, or two times the market rate, or seven times the market rate, so I can get another iPhone, essentially. I can wait. I can wait. Some people can't. I can. And it's just, it's really that simple. So it is it is a very unexciting time. This is the most unexcited I've seen the public, myself, in terms of the next generation. Which is unfortunate because from a hardware perspective, it's like the biggest leap we've ever had, but there's no games. There's no games. 
So, you know, there are some people that are fucking jazzed and, and pumped about, you know, having the new thing and just knowing that it's here. It it feels more real. But at the end of the day, like, where are the first party titles? Every console I can think of that I've purchased all the way since Super Nintendo have had their first party titles and their trademark games come with a console. Something. Even if you're not a fan of Super Mario, which you've got to be a different breed of human to at least not enjoy that. But say, for example, Halo, right? Even if you're not a Halo fan, at least there was something coming with the console that had people talking and excited, you know? This, there ain't fuck all. There ain't nothing. Zero zilch nada. The closest thing we got is Cyberpunk, which went gold and ain't coming out yet. It's fucked. And the funny thing about it is, is I think coronavirus helped these cocksuckers. Because even if the coronavirus didn't hit, there wasn't shit coming anyway. At least now there's an excuse. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't nothing coming. True. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's an exciting time from a hardware standpoint. It's an exciting time because, like, finally the consoles are performing better than the PCs. You know, it's only going to last for so long. For the PC goes, <laughs> sup? Well, but it's already it's already saying, it's, huh, sup? It's just you have to pay. You have to pay for yeah, it. Exactly. But from from a from a standpoint, from dollars to hardware, I mean, you're oh, getting, it's night and day. You get it's night and day. Like you can't even com- you can't even compare. And we've done it here on on the podcast. So you know, it's uh it's an amazing time hardware wise, but there's no software to go with it. There's no applications i mean ooh, uh what what a very fast uh startup screen we have here i just love the way the game jumps right into the gameplay wait there's no gameplay there's nothing we have nothing so i'm not saying you can't get excited about this in another year or two years um it's almost going to be like we're going to have two releases of the consoles like we're going to have this and then in about another year year and a half two years we're going to have like an official release of the Xbox and PlayStation where people go, okay, you're going to see a massive uptick in sales when they actually come out with some games to get people excited, running out to the stores and going out and buying the shit. Because right now you're basically like um, those testers that grabbed an Oculus when they first came out. You're like, man, these dev kits, it's amazing to have one of these are these are man VR is fucking amazing. It's the future, bro. But then you got to like be a software engineer and like know three different types of script in order to get a game to play. And then you get a game to play and you realize it's just a tech demo that you also need to be a scientific genius to get running. And then you play it and it's it's like, "Ooh, it's impressive." But I think I'm just going to kind of wait for the next model where I can plug it in and go. That's what this feels like. And for some, that's exciting. You get your hands on it. 
You can, you know, be the first ones to fuck around with it and be the cool kids. Um, or you could be like me, where it's just like, meh. I gotta, I gotta be honest, Jeff. I gotta be honest here. If I was in the market right now, if I had, if I had a PS4 Pro or regular PS4, uh, or an Xbox Series X or an Xbox One or whatever the fuck, and you're looking at the pipeline for new games that are really going to benefit from these new consoles, um, and how many of those are likely going to be something that you're even interested in, I would, I would, I, you're looking at two years before the, the Series X gets a game that is properly, definitively, 100% from the ground up built to make every last fucking ounce of power out of it, make it work. Because they're going to be building for previous gen at the same time. And unle- until you take that fucking yoke off the back of developers, you're never going to have it be 100% what you're gonna, what you should have expected from day fucking one, and I've, I, I've said this before, every new console generation should have a minimum of one to three bangers that are just visually, they don't even have to be a good game. You have to get people excited about the fucking hardware and not just talk about it on a piece of paper, right? We're not really getting that, and so for people, this would be my suggestion, honestly. You're looking at you're looking at a two year period. If you can salt away between now and the end of like a year from now, or two years from now, if you can salt away between one thousand and fifteen hundred U.S. dollars in that period, that almost two year period, wait for computer part sales, wait for shit to like just roll through, and just slowly in the background accumulate your new PC and then slap in a fucking graphics card at the tail end of her and then when it's all said and done you were going to shit all over these two consoles and you're going to spend more money but you're doing it over a period of fucking time where you won't likely notice a damn difference anyway I like unless you're somebody who wants to sit on the couch which is 100% we talked about this in the past couch gaming is still life at the end of the day, it's fucking life. That is where gaming happens. It's on the fucking couch as far as I'm concerned. If you're looking to get the most utility and the most games, especially with Game Pass being on the PC, that's probably your ultimate play. If you're somebody who just wants to sit on the couch and do their thing, then yeah, 100%. Hop in on one of these bad boys. But don't pay scalper prices. You're not missing the boat on anything. Even the, like, uh, there's literally nothing that's coming. For at least a year minimum to go and buy that shit. Just wait. Wait it yep. out. That's all there is to it. Next up. Reviews are starting to... Uh, oh, that was the reviews for the uh, Series X. Sorry. That was basically what I also said. Where uh, basically it's just there's no games. It's what we just talked about. Uh, that was it. Everything else about it, the reviews, fire. I suspect PlayStation 5, probably going to be the same thing. Nobody's going to have any major complaints. Very strong console. Awesome. Unfortunately, no games. Do you like playing Demon Souls? No? You don't need a console. Uh, oh, and then this is a real banger right here. Following in the footsteps of Facebook, 
which we've talked about as, as well here in the past for this specific uh, thing, Spotify is now offering better reach and algorithm muscle to those artists who give up even more of their cut on the platform. So just like on Facebook, essentially, where Jeff and I, if we wanted to make sure that our podcast going live announcement gets out to everyone that follows our Facebook page, we got to pay like 15 bucks minimum to get access to like 30% more of our own subscribers on Facebook. Spotify is coming out and saying, hey, we heard you guys think our algorithm is shit. And it's true. It is. And being an artist on Spotify is basically a giant black hole. Well, we've got a solution for you. If you allow us to take an even deeper cut of our already abysmal playback rates on Spotify, we will now give you a little bit more algorithmic muscular grunt to push your shit up the charts. Of course, the problem with that is that everyone's going to do it. Because if you don't, you're at a massive disadvantage. And therefore, if everyone's doing it, you're not getting an advantage in the first place. Because, well, everyone's fucking getting the same the same algorithmic boost, and you're kind of just fucking back at square one all over again. So at the end of the day, it's basically extortion. It's Spotify saying if you want to if you want to keep your positions or try to uh, even keep your position on Spotify where you're at and have any hope, uh, you're taking this cut or you're going to be sent to the shadow realm. Is pretty much where they're at. I hate this kind of shit. I hated it when when Facebook did it. This is no better. I've seen a lot of artists, uh, music artists that I follow on Twitter talking about their struggles with Spotify, specifically in terms of their revenue share uh, for playback rates on top of um, their uh, being able to get exposed on the platform like at all is nearly impossible as it is. And to have Spotify come out and and basically provide a platform that's going to not solve anything except for make Spotify even more money at the expense of, of artists um, is kind of unfortunate. Instead of just fixing their fucking algorithm, like, oh, we'll provide some people with the key, the master key, but we're going to take even more of your money. <clears throat> um, I understand Spotify from a business perspective, has struggled off and on to make uh, to make their money in general because the streaming business with music is not cheap to be in. It's expensive as fuck. And it's a difficult one. Spotify uh, is pretty much just, there's iTunes and Spotify and then everything else is kind of fucking whatever. Uh, YouTube music maybe slots itself in there somewhere in a weird way. But ultimately, you're looking at iTunes and then you're looking... At Spotify. And iTunes is more of a platform where you're buying a lot of your music than you would be necessarily streaming it. Amazon uh, as well, I suppose, with their Amazon music. But it's expensive and Spotify struggled a bit. I guess this is one of their new methods for trying to up their uh, their margins in that, in that regard. I just personally wish it didn't come at the expense of the artists, because the artists are already getting kind of boned on Spotify. I don't know what the solution is, I just wish it wasn't this. Uh, because just like on Facebook, where it's frustrating for Jeff and I, where you sit back and you go, all right, we had all these people, and back in 2011, when we put a post up, the, you could see the engagement 
was like 80%. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with Spotify, at least they're not. At least they're not making you pay per fucking song or some shit where it's like, yeah, hey. Like, like the thing, like, it's a little different than Facebook. Because yeah. with Facebook is you've already organically um, gathered your following. And yeah, now they're, and now they're like taking it away. To actually access it. it. Yeah. Access it. Yeah. That's not what they're doing on Spotify. Like Spotify, you can have your followers and your mm. listeners. Whenever you put out new music, they will get it. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like it's not like that. It's not um, identical, but it's a very similar arm twisting technique, just in a similar, different yeah. in a different I mean, way. Spotify's just in it to make money. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, I mean, there's so many artists um, on Spotify that like, you know, I I don't I I don't know how else they would do this. I mean, they could just fix the algorithm and just call it a fucking day because it's not like, like if you took the money out of it, it's not like it's costing them specifically more money to have the algorithm run. It's not like there's like an overhead cost constantly moving for the algorithm to be better. It's not yeah. like they have to add more servers yeah, to but make I'm not it happen. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure it's just algorithm though. That's the thing that's like, well, that's what they, this is. That's literally just what they they've said in their statement. That's what. It, yeah. What it yeah. Is. I mean, you know, there's just millions and millions and millions of artists, and it's hard for people to be recognized, even if algorithmically the things are put in place. I mean, you can't show everybody. You just you just can't. It's like YouTube. Well, it's not. It's not that. It's more about like what what the algorithm pulls up. Um, relevant, like relevancy. Like if somebody's searching something, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I actually don't hate this idea personally. Mm. Um, and I'll probably do it for my music. You know, I have my own music on Spotify and I get paid for listens. Yeah. And if I'm willing to give them a little bit more of a cut to in turn, get more listens. Um, is that a bad thing? It's not that know. it's a bad thing. It's just that the idea, the idea being that it's kind of advertised like it will, it will help everyone across the board. But like I said, if every, if, like you said, there, and as well, who's not going to take this? Right. So people that are already super well known, right? Like this, I, I think this is more for people that are, um, up and coming uh, artists. I think everyone will do this shit. Uh, to, eh, I don't know. I don't know, because if you're already at the top, like you're not going to see the Taylor Swift's and the Kanye's and shit, give them more, give them more money. There's no point. Like when these guys release music, it's there to listen to. And already algorithmically, Mm. you could have you could have my music and I could give them a hundred percent and make zero dollars. I'm not going above Kanye or Taylor Swift or, you know, no, I don't think I would say I don't think I would say like that echelon. But, you know, like the tier that's like right below that yeah i mean yeah sure they might do it as 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 new albums are coming out yeah, and you're yeah. strategically pushing your music at certain times but to do it all the time i don't think so mm. i think it's a i i think it's a I, I actually don't hate the idea of this and you know an artist can decide like hey if i'm only getting you know one tenth of a cent per view and or listen and i want to take half of that then and and it's going to bring a whole new line of audience potentially to my music 
that might be worth the investment to do for one month or for it, two weeks or whatever. If right? you but, do, if you do, in fact, use it. So once it rolls out and it and becomes available to you, if you do, in fact, use it, it would be cool to see if you do see the needle move. Yeah. At all. So if you do yeah. it, report back in like three months or some shit. I will. Uh, or whenever this rolls out, we'll get some time under under and see if it actually does, in fact, yeah. uh, because it would be nice if they described a little bit more in detail what benefits you're going to get from this Yeah. Um, in, in turn, uh, for sure. But that would be... The with with Facebook, it's it's much more egregious. Like it's it, oh, Facebook's Facebook, is is, yeah. is gnarly. Yeah, yeah. Like with Facebook, it'd be different if we could automatically send stuff out to all of our viewers, and then if we want to pay a little bit extra mm. to then get even more reach within the algorithm of people searching for video game related stuff on Facebook, that makes sense. Yeah, you should be paying you know? to go external oh, your community. Oh. Exactly. To not go not to go within your community. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's ass backwards, right? At least with Spotify, they're not making you pay to actually send your music out to your followers. You got you got your followers are going to hear your shit. Oh, that's it's the worst. To, it's to get it's to get exposed to potential new people. And mm. when you think about it, that's advertisement. You know, they don't owe they don't owe us anything or an artist anything. You know, we we put our music up there and we get paid for it. I mean, let's let's let us go back and remember a time when Spotify didn't exist. I mean, what were artists doing then? You know, the other, all their music was getting pirated all and it still gets pirated. But I mean, like on a on a massive, like a way bigger level. I remember the last time I illegally downloaded an album because I could just go to Spotify and listen to it and they get paid. I don't and I don't need to go to some sketchy torrent website and download some some files or whatever. I just go to Spotify right now, whatever artist I want to a degree. I mean, 99%. If I want to go old or new, I just go there and I listen to it. And it's either I have a Spotify premium where I'm getting no ads or I, 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 I wish I, I don't have one. So I, I get the occasional ad and that's fine. And I get to listen to music. The artists need to remember the days when they were not making millions of dollars off Spotify in a year. Millions with an M before they're losing millions. Yeah. Of yeah. I did, I did, uh, right. So like, yeah, I just wish they, they, they worded it better than, than just saying algorithm, because you would think you would think that if the algorithm itself is better for everyone, that Spotify makes more money and the artists make more money because the more accurate an algorithm is at putting the right music in front of the right people looking for it, the more listens you're going to get, the more money everyone's going to make. So yeah. it just comes across as yeah. odd the way that they're promoting it because yeah. it makes it seem like they're it, they're arm twisting instead of providing a service above yeah. and beyond what would just benefit them versus benefiting everyone. Yeah, the, the, but but I think I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree, but I think I think ultimately they're adding this as a as a added benefit for artists that want to go above and beyond. Yeah. Like they want to get exposure on a platform where everybody and their dog is on. Yeah. And so you can pay a little, you, you can, you're not even paying you're, 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 you're just taking less, which in turn you are paying. But if you're getting more views mm. for your music, then that money that you're paying, you're actually getting back you're hoping oh, right. to make up on volume is essentially exactly. and new and new eyeballs exactly. at the end of the day. And this is something 
something that you want to strategically do. Yeah. This isn't like something I don't think an artist is just going to run all the time. Um, you know, maybe the bigger artists might do that just just for namesake, but it just doesn't make sense why you would spend the money and you you already have the market dominated. It's not like well, that'd be Joe- interesting too. Is that when you find out is like what the term lengths are on this? Is it like can you do it per song? Can you do it per album? Can you do it per chunk of time? Like you only want to run it for let's say um, yeah, like a month or some shit. Yeah, I'm like sure I'm sure it's probably a bidding thing. It's no different than the vo- a voiceover site that I'm on. I have gigs on this voiceover site. Yeah. And, you know, just algorithmically, when people are searching for specific types of voiceovers and the tags and different things that I have in place, they get those. But they also have, like, promoted gigs. So, and they give those to certain partners. And, you know, I can bid, essentially, how much I want to pay per click. And so, you know, before that, I was still doing okay. But now that I do that, I'm making, you know, last month I paid $17 and some some change, and I made 190 off that 17 Like, mm. it'll tell you how much you paid and then where they found you and then if they ordered or whatever. It's kind of the same thing here where it's like, listen, you don't have to do it. And if you want to give more, the more you give – probably the more they push. You know what I mean? Like if you're willing to give 75% of this ad that somebody's going to listen to, um, then they're likely going to push you more than what the person that was willing to give 60%. Um, So that's pretty much how it works. Does it mean you're going to lose out on your um, already natural uh, promotion on the site? That's another question, right? And the, the the answer probably is yes to a degree. Like, you know, you 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 gotta take part or or you you're probably going to be affected to some degree. And that's why I think it'd be really important for people, instead of blowing your wad, is to just you come up with a new album, boom, come up with a new podcast episode, boom, put you know, there's times where you wanna throw that money out. And it's like me on on my gig page, I can change that and and exit out at any time. And, you know, that's just how it works. That's what I'm assuming what Spotify is doing. And they're not dumb. So, you know, and they're going to make fuck tons of money doing this. (laughs) Fuck tons. Oh, oh, loads of money. Yeah. Oh, no question. Yeah. I just, I, 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 like my, my only gripe with it is what I just described before that uh, was just how they're promoting it and how it, it does like it just, uh, maybe they're just promoting it poorly and it could be worded better. But yeah. it just like it's um it just seemed saying. it just it just comes across as anti-artist in a way that it doesn't need to be because uh from a from like and maybe that's why they shouldn't use the word algorithm because if you're improving your algorithm everyone makes more money yeah. already so it's yeah. like we're gonna make a better algorithm but we're only gonna let certain people use the better algorithm instead of everyone using it to like. Yeah, but make, I mean, you could also make that argument that it doesn't matter how good the algorithm is. Uh, algorithm, the algorithm is. Yeah, it isn't going to change your life. You know, it's it's no different than YouTube. I mean, we could we 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 put up stuff all the time, or I can yeah. put up stuff all the time. Just because YouTube will improve their algorithm doesn't mean I'm going to be affected at all. Because everybody gets improved. It's not just one group of people or whatever. There's only so many yeah. things you can put on. And, that, and that's why I'll be interested. Like if yeah. you're doing this and you apply it to your stuff, 
Yeah. Where where I'm pretty certain. Yeah. And it's great, you know? Yeah. Like, I'll I'll be. And and now I'm paying. Yeah. You know, and now I'm now I'm paying more for the same amount of views. uh, And now I'm just losing money. That ain't it, dog. That ain't it. But if I'm getting any type of uptick, any type of uh, of of new audience that's coming in on a regular basis, that's what we want. We want to that's. We want to grow. That's, that's how you grow. Yeah. So that's that. That will be super interesting to see what your experience uh, with the with that system is like. See if you do in fact get uh, track any better than you would normally. Especially since it would be especially interesting for you because you're not putting out new music or shit all the time. So yeah. your your usage case would be very similar for those who already have a catalog on Spotify. We'll see what and then what naturally comes along for stuff already on the platform versus somebody putting out something new and applying the algorithm shit to it all the time kind of idea. So yeah, yep. that'll be uh, that'll be fun to, uh, to see either way, a random phone call. I don't know who the heck that would be. They can leave a message. Um, yeah. So that's literally all we've got. We've stretched the gaming news segment as long as it can be stretched, Jeff, which means it is time to sell out. Are you ready to sell out? Patreon.com slash lag TV. If you guys are not already Patreon supporters, head on over there, throw some money at the screen and uh, 10 bucks. You can get uh, put in some questions for the tech support. And uh, yeah, we're still we're still kicking and doing our thing. So big shout out everybody that's doing their thing uh, over there. Hit the like button. Uh, I've actually noticed that our likes have gone up a lot. Yes. uh, On the podcast, which is impressive um so and the comments both yeah they've been crushing it um i think if we got clickbaity with thumbnails and proper titles we might actually we might actually uh, that's that's the next stage is 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 pay mark an extra like 10 bucks a week to make thumbnails yeah that might actually get us somewhere um so yeah uh uh, nordvpn let's start off with nordvpn if you guys don't already have a vpn service Go ahead, pick one up using the promo code OTT to get 68% off a two-year term uh, and one month of bonus as well and a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if for whatever reason the servers ain't cutting it for you, the product, whatever, uh, get your money back, no questions asked, within 30 days. Um, You can watch different regions of Netflix. Um, You can mask your IP so that you can protect your your identity and your location, um, especially um, when you are out in public. You know, you don't want to go on public Wi-Fi services at fucking McDonald's uh, or your public library or wherever you're at. Uh, If you have a NordVPN, they have an app right on your phone, one click of a button, and it can mask your IP. Um, You can hook these up to your your computer, your Mac, your uh, smart TV, your phones, They've got an app virtually for everything, and it's super easy to set up. You can stream on the servers. You can game on the servers. You can stream and game on the servers. Uh, They're the best in the business. You've probably seen them around everywhere uh, because they are good. They really are good. Adam's been using them for years. I've now been using them for about a year and a half. Um, I've had no problems whatsoever. If I run into a slower server, it's as easy as clicking on another one and Boom, you're going to find one within, you know, two minutes tops uh, that's going to do what what you want to do. And my biggest thing that I love about NordVPN is the Netflix regions. 
Whenever there is something out in the U.S., whether it's an old movie, a new show, something that we don't have in Canada, I just click one button and my Netflix thinks I'm in the U.S. and I can watch U.S. content. It's just like that. Um, so for that alone, and you're paying less than the cup of uh, Grande Cinnamon Dolce Latte a month at Starbucks, you're basically getting two versions of Netflix or five different versions of Netflix. You want to go to you know a, a European version of Netflix? You can go ahead and do that. Um, so you know you you, there, you just there's value. I mean, why don't you have a VPN in 2020? It just doesn't even make sense. I actually I I don't I don't get it. So go get one because you never know when you're going to need one. And even if you feel like you don't need one, you're going to just start using it when you have it. You're going to be like, fuck, why didn't I have this before? I mean, shit, just stuff on YouTube when I'm getting region blocked or I'm, I'm going to a website and it's like, no, sorry, bro. You can't come here because we don't want you here. I'm saying, yeah, well, NordVPN says, fuck you. I'm, I'm accessing this shit. Motherfucker. I just watched Saturday Night Live, but now I can't see the fucking opening, uh, the cold open on you YouTube. Go. Yeah. But I literally just just watched it on my Canadian television. Yes. But they decided to not make it available in my country. Nor Despite VPN the fact it. that I just watched it on my TV. Makes a lot of sense. They did that with all the Fox stuff for UFC. It, I don't know what it is, but it's just the way it is. Dude, nothing is and, worse uh, than on, on Twitter when UFC fight nights are going on Saturdays. You, you scroll down clip. and there's like a GIF. They're like Some of them you can see, but then for some of them, they're like, oh, this one specifically, fuck you. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I'm like, no, fuck you, NordVPN. Click a button. <laughs> now I'm watching it. Deal with it. That's what I, I just do. paid seventy dollars. I just took a piss. I missed it. I was seeing it on my social media feed. I can't. But I, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, go check them out. Link is in the description below. Or if you're listening to this uh, via RSS feed, it is NordVPN. N O R D VPN dot com slash ott. Go there and pick it up. Uh, we also have Elgato. If you guys don't already got a stream deck, well, you Elgato get one along with m- mega amount of other stuff they have. I mean, these guys are pulling out products that we didn't even know we needed until they're here and they're here. I mean, their newest one is you can use uh, the um, uh, your cell phone as a webcam, your cell phone as a webcam while you're streaming, which is pretty amazing. Um, just from one standpoint alone. My, when I use my extension uh, cable for my webcam, the extension cable is too long. So sometimes the, the, uh, the feed breaks and I can't, I, I, it just breaks. So what's nice is you can actually use this product and take your cell phone and have a secondary camera to show the stream, whatever it is that you're doing on your lap or on your keyboard or on your screen or whatever the case may be. Um, Elgato has been crushing it. Uh, they've been crushing it with the stuff that they've been picking up and bringing out. Uh, if you don't already have a stream deck, I mean, it's a perfect Christmas gift. I mean, Christmas around the corner, um, whether it's for yourself or for a friend, family member, uh, it is, it is the goat. They obviously got their wave products as well. Those are hard to get a hold of cause they've been selling out everywhere. Um, just plug and play USB microphones, uh, the wave products, high quality, great price point with a ton of customizations where you don't actually have to go out and buy a Go LX, a Go XLR um, 
piece of equipment that's made out of plastic that's $400. Uh, you can just plug in your microphone that costs less than $400 and basically do everything they do and have even more ability to do things. And everything pairs up with everything with Elgato. So definitely go check them out. Link is in the description below. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And now it's time for Movies and TV. Not a long list. Because, well, nothing's in theater. Nothing's even really happening. Movies have been dead. Um, the uh, Mandalorian. That's out. They're releasing those new episodes. Uh, ask me if I've watched any of them. Have you? No. Neither have I. Mostly because... I wasn't impressed the first time around, and I doubted that I would be impressed the second time around. I'll eventually watch it, but I'm just, I'm in no rush. I'm in zero rush. You and me both. In fact, I've been, uh, Em and I have been in such little a rush to watch The Mandalorian after the last season that we have been watching random Nicolas Cage movies instead uh, with a side of Jason Statham movies. That's been our, our combination. One night, got Nick Cage. Next night, little Jason Statham. Okay. Bouncing back and forth. Last night, we watched, um, oh, uh, it was a Jason Statham movie. What was it called again? Fucking, um. Crank? No, 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 no. It starts with a P, um, because uh, it's like the name of him in the movie or something, like, a, of his character in the movie. Anyway, it, I mean, they're all the same fucking movie, basically. It's Jason Statham movies are almost all identical. It's Jason Statham killing people in wonderful and weird ways and mm. looking like a badass doing it. So, um, yeah, I can't, I can't for the life of me remember the name of it, but it was good. Solid movie. Great action. Some very unique ways in, um, some very unique ways in which, uh, you know, there, he was killing motherfuckers. They almost reminded me a couple of, uh, a couple of them kind of like, uh, the kind of the thought put into it like a John Wick scene almost not as elaborate for like as long like a John Wick an entire John Wick scene is like a fucking piece of art uh but in in uh in this movie Parker that was it Cold Brew's got it Parker was the name of the movie and um so like one scene for example he's going into a place where he knows he's gonna have a guy with a gun to the back of him and so he's he has this uh small pistol that he puts into one of his belt loops, but then twists the belt loop and turns the gun upside down, points it behind him. And then when the conversation goes to where, where, you know, where it's going downhill, he, he doesn't, and he's already been stripped of his main gun, but it's on his belt loop. He just goes down, bam, pops the guy that's standing behind him, turns mm. around, fucks him right up, holds the, the next gun. Cause he, uh, he holds that guy's gun up against the dude he was talking to kind of shit. Some very like kind of unique ways uh, to uh, to handle the situation, what, uh, Porter or Parker? I don't remember fucking what the, the hell it was. It started with a P. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. It was enter- it was an entertaining movie. And uh, you know, I, the more Jason Statham movies I watch, the more I appreciate the guy. He's you know not he's not like, as a as an action movie guy. He's not really a terrible actor. He's actually a pretty like okay actor. Um, Better than most action movie people tend tend to be at the very least. Like if you're going to do like compare it in the genre, 
Um, and his ability to do like the shit in his scenes is, is also quite impressive. I mean, the dude is in fucking phenomenal shape, 24 mm. hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, I, I, that's just like, it's his, that's his shtick. He knows his lane. That motherfucker stays in that lane and he crushes it and he makes, he makes his money on it. That's it's kind of like, uh, you know, he's typecast, but he, I don't think he gives a fuck. He no. just, he just keeps putting out those movies. Do you have a Jason Statham movie that you, uh, that you enjoy that stands out? I mean, Crank is obviously a good, a pretty, pretty great action movie itself. I I actually really like Jason Statham in, um, uh, Snatch is another good one. Shane in in chat had that Snatch was another good one. Crank is good. And, uh, what was the other one? The, the spy one, the, um, to look it up transporter oh tra- tra- yeah yeah i watched transporter yeah the transporter movies are all right i mean yeah. they're just action fun um and they're just like you know they're not bad movies they're the right the other thing i noticed about his movies is they're the right length yeah like they're yep. they're just really solid like you, you know like, like that 80 percent you know living life at 80 percent mm. jason statham movies are living life at 80 percent they're not trying to be god tier, they're but they're also never like particularly weak. They're all just mm-hmm. really solid, entertaining. And even though the craziest thing is, like I said, even though pretty much every one of his movies are basically the same fucking character, I've yet to get tired of watching Jason Statham play the same the same fucking character. So he obviously is doing something right. But yeah, we watched we watched that, and then um there was uh and then we watched nick cage's movie the other day was uh the, oh color out of space holy fuck that movie is an absolute trip show literally a trip show i've never personally done acid in my life jeff i don't plan on ever doing it however i'm going to assume that having watched color out of space that is the most accurate visual depiction of an acid trip that is casually ramping up into a fucking fever dream over the course of several hours. Hmm. Not a bad movie. It was a good movie in general. It was very, it was like the, it's like an HP Lovecraft, you know, it came from outer space type shit, thriller hmm. horror based on like a space kind of uh, God type situation. And, uh, um, like unsettling, like it definitely, like it, like when I say it ramps up, I mean it. It legitimately ramps up. It starts. At, it's the classic. Let's get a couple laughs in in the beginning to get people kind of relaxed and in their seats, and then the movie just keeps fucking going up and up, and the unsettling shit just keeps going. And then all of a sudden, you hit like at one point, you just go vertical fucking line. You go into a different genre of movie at some point. You flip entirely. Uh, at some point, and it was perfect for Nick Cage because, like anything that 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 they require you to act crazy, Nicholas Cage is your man. You need somebody to act legitimately insane. Yeah, he's your guy. He's your guy, mostly because he might very well be legitimately insane. Yes, he is. <laughs> but he fucking killed it, so it was good. And everyone in the movie did a good job. You know, other than Nicholas Cage himself, um. I don't think, oh, um, no, no, other than Nicolas Cage, I don't think I can think off the top of my head, anyone else that I recognized in it, but that obviously helped, you know, sometimes when you don't know 
the actors that can sometimes make the movie even better. Uh, but everyone did a, a a pretty good a pretty good job overall. It was a solid movie. If you're interested in that kind of thing, like if you're if you're into like H.P. Lovecraft kind of shit, or you're just looking to get fucking weirded out a bit, or uh, or kind of on that thriller ride, uh, Color Out of Space, I can recommend. Uh, don't watch it high. You will fucking kill yourself. <laughs> I I can't even imagine watching this film. On mushrooms. You would you would never survive. Somebody's probably already done it, but I can't even fucking I can't even imagine. Shit would be crazy. Other than that, the oh, only thing was, I've got you want to watch the did you want to talk about a trip? Oh, what do you got? Well, I think I already talked about it uh on on uh, on the podcast before. Midsummer. Have you watched that yet? Where can I watch it? Where what is it on? Is it on Prime? Mm, I don't. Let me see. I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look it up. Right because now. I mean, Bruh. we've been, we've Bruh. been, dude, we've been scrolling, bruh, nonstop Bruh. trying to look for shit, bruh. and I haven't seen it pop up yet, bruh. Yeah, I, it's on uh, Helly's Plex. Go, go on Helly's Plex. It's I need Helly. You need to send me the new, the the send new it, fucking link it. because ever, ever since it went down, I haven't had access. So you need to be, that's you need where, to hook me up. That's where I watched it. Um, I mean, you can watch it on YouTube. It's for rental. Um, Heldy's got it on his Plex. I don't know where else it's available. But you want to talk about a fucking trip? Watch this movie. Watch I have this heard. Movie. I have heard Watch that is. Movie, Watch this. And if you like this movie, you can watch um, uh, Hereditary. I've seen Hereditary. Did you like Hereditary? Hereditary was was pretty good. Dude, this one, yeah, same director, same writer, bruh. This one takes on. <laughs> it's. I, I did hear it was a fucking it's wild ride for sure. Fucked. It's so <laughs> fucked. Like, it's so fucked that it's scary. Like you're like, what in the actual fuck? You just get confused what? to the point that you get concerned. Well, you get confused until you realize what's happening, and mm. then you go, what in the absolute fuck? And it becomes a, like, I don't even know. Yeah, did you did you watch Parasite? You, you must have watched Parasite. I'm pretty Mark. sure I also watched Parasite, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, but Midsummer, you, you and M. I will, I will try and pitch it. I will try and pitch it to her. She's such a, M's on a major, like, action kick recently but i will try well, and, just, and pitch it there ain't, there ain't action well i mean there there's some excitement in this they yeah. ain't action uh it's it's something it's something it's an experience so you should you should watch it for that reason um other than that we lost sean connery there midsummer is on the dutch netflix oh there you go promo code ott nordvpn boom there it is um yeah so we lost sean connery this week uh, as far as I know, he died in his sleep, 90 years old, uh, obviously a film legend, uh, and, uh, what more can you say? What more can you say? Right. I, like my, my tweet, you know, when he gets to the pearly gates, the first thing out of his mouth will be, I'm waiting to be impressed. Mm. <laughs> well, see, you know what? You know what the dumbest thing about that? Well, that was a joke in our f- group of friends for the fucking longest time. The I'm waiting to be impressed. And I never actually watched the fucking movie. 
It was just what? from the trailer. You've never watched it? The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I wow. never watched it. I've seen it. Never watched it. Just if you want action, go watch League of Extraordinary <laughs> It's not a good movie, but... No, no. You know, it is what But it the is. trailer was funny. And yeah. there was something about the fuck... It's Sean Connery saying, I'm waiting to be impressed. That just fucking yeah. made me laugh like crazy when I was a kid. Um... That's it. That's the entirety That's of what, what yeah. anything else that crop, cropped up on your radar. No, my uh, Kale and I are watching, um, watching. Uh, I think it's called Away okay. on Netflix. Okay, it's a it's a space, it's a space drama. Okay, of a of a. It's a popular of, um, genre uh, recently. The space yeah, genre, uh, the space, space drama. Um, What's her name? Fucking uh, Hillary Schwank or whatever. Swank. Swank. Oh, yeah. I watched Blind Manor. Did we talk about that on the podcast yet? Yeah, yeah. We talked about that. I haven't watched it yet, though. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, Yeah, let me me see here. Away. All right. Yeah, Hillary Schwank. So, anyway, um, basically, it's a show about a mom, an astronaut, Okay, an astronaut mom or an astronaut, an astronaut and a mom. mom. Okay, going out to Mars, mm. be the first ones there to start to you know build or uh, grow, um, inhabit yes Mars essentially. Yes, first ones going there. It's a three year journey, and there's all kinds of drama that happens at home and in on the spaceship and. All this other stuff, and so yeah, we've been watching that. Uh, it's like a it's like a seven out of ten. All right. Uh, um, it's like it's so generic, but like there's enough fluff there that like for a casual viewer, it's a good time. Um, and even for me to a degree, it's a good time. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna make it through it. I think we're on episode eight now. I think there's ten. Um, they don't know if they're going to green light the second season, although they have, uh, season two and three written and planned out. So we'll see, uh, cause it, it's got mixed reviews, but tons of people are watching the show. So, uh, I don't hate it. It's all right. So if anybody out there is bored and you have nothing else to watch, which should be damn near impossible <laughs> so much shows out there, but if you really want some sci-fi in your life, and you like space exploration, I have a soft spot for that, personally, uh, then go and check it away. If you have no desire, don't. That's it. You gotta watch Blind Manor so we can talk about it. I know, I do. I know. Bro, my time... (laughs) Well, just get get past the space, whatever the fuck, and watch Blind Manor. We'll be done the space thing and probably by Monday, Mm -hmm. and then... We'll start Bly. Kale and I have been waiting. We actually, <laughs> what what made us not actually watch Bly instead of this is we were, Kai had just gone to bed. I had just pulled a long one. I was tired. She was tired. And we want to watch Bly in the theater. Mm. In the theater room. Yeah, we don't yeah. want to like watch it in bed. So like we were just feeling lazy. We didn't want to go downstairs and set everything up and fucking, you know, go down there and do all that. So we just decided to start watch away in bed. And we enjoyed the first few episodes. So we're like, well, we, now it's we a habit. Watching, yeah, we hate watching two shows at once. And it's nice to just lay in bed, like bed, bed. It's true. And just 
watch something until you're basically ready to fall asleep. It's true. Which I don't recommend to people because no. it's not a good it's not a good habit. Bed should be for two things: fucking and sleeping. That's pretty much the show. But you know, if you're like ninety five percent of us out there, <laughs> throw on the TV that's mounted on the wall and watch it until you fall asleep. It's pretty much it. So we started doing that. So we're gonna do Bly after uh after away. Awesome. Yeah. Mr. Black, it's time now to move on to tech support. Bro, everyone I know today has no energy. Are you in that boat? I have no energy today. Am has got no energy today. Both my parents, no energy today. This is one of those days where it seems the entire world, no energy. Yeah. Tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Uh, $10 higher every month gets you a few goodies, but for the purpose of this segment, it allows you to ask questions on a post that I put up every week before the podcast starts. Uh, and then we answer as many as we can with the time that we have. Uh, what? That's not what I wanted to do. Hold on now. There we go. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, let's say this. Um, Alexa says, not a question, just want to do a quick shout out to the guy that does the timestamps on YouTube. Absolute legend. Truth! Facts. There have been a couple of people, uh, to do it. Uh, the most recent, uh, has been going for quite some time now. Um, facts. I tried to convert their, uh, their timestamps, um, yeah, it's Legion Dude who does them right now. Uh, I tried to convert their timestamps uh, into stuff to put in the description to have YouTube cut the video up. The problem was is that it, in some instances it was cutting the video bar up to like too thin in spots and it was kind of fucky and weird. So we just we just leave it there um, for your uh, your viewing pleasure. I, oh, I, I pin it every week. As soon as those those timestamps are up and I and I catch it. I pin them to the top of the comment section for that re- uh, very reason for people to uh, to jump around. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I'll, I'll, Alexa had an actual question. Is it a good time to buy AMD stock? Guide me, Adam, my new financial advisor. I'm not a financial advisor, and uh, the answer to that question is, uh, I don't know, maybe. I mean, you bought it like two or three years ago, fucking incredible time. Doing it right now, you're basically betting that they're going to continue to grow or, or that they're going to continue to ramp as they have been above Intel and continue to grab more market share. Um, that's going to be harder and harder to be able to, to tell uh, over the course of the next couple of years. So um, I, w- I would say it's not the worst place you could put money, but it's more of a gamble now than it would have been Two years ago. Um, Henry asks, something went wrong. This is very topical, Jeff. Something went wrong, and you are now the president of the United States. What's your first move? Oh. Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> there are so many. There are so many things that your first move could be <clears throat> that it would be almost impossible to uh, 
to come up with. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with a combo. All right. First, first thing in, just like if I was, uh, just like if I was prime minister, something went horribly wrong and I was a prime minister and we went from having somebody with lots of hair to me. The first thing that I would do in Canada would be get rid of first past the post because bullshit. The state's version of first past the post in terms of the bullshit in the voting system is the electoral college. Fuck that thing into the ground. Then blow it up, nuke it from orbit, piss on its ashes, get the Necronomicon, bring it back from the dead, burn it again, take a shit on it. That's the Electoral College. Nuke that shit from orbit. Uh, and then uh, get rid of gerrymandering would be the, ne- the follow-up. And then everything else, I don't know, sort yourself out. I'll go with... Uh making it mandatory that every single person in public mm. wears a mask. Not a bad one. It's probably That's be it. a thing a long time ago. Yeah. Pandemic specific. Yes. That'd be, that would be, that'd be my th- fuck your freedoms. Wear a mask or get arrested. It's up to you. Heavy fines being loving very heavy very heavy fines Do like, again, like making examples of people at that point yeah. it's like you know what if you're gonna come out here and be ignorant about it all right we're gonna fuck you here's here's a here's an idea i'm accidentally the president of the united states this is what we do this is what we do we separate all of the heavy republican states from all of the heavy democratic states and we allow them to secede and create their own country now you have two separate countries, and so the Reds can be as backwater, fucking inbred, whatever the fuck they want to be, their guns shooting into the air every five minutes, whatever the fuck they want to do. They want to put money over everything else, they can do that. Now it's their own country. And then the Democratic side, the blue side, they're in their own country, they can argue about, they can, trees and, they can and hug trees and, money and fucking... Everything will everything will be hunky dory, uh, and then just you know, fucking I don't know, uh, argue over pronouns or some shit, and then see how long it lasts. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's see what else has got update uh, upticks here. This is a random question. I feel like we've we've answered this something similar to this before, but hey, we'll go for it. Forlorn asks, which home appliance was a game changer for you? Home appliance? Yeah, what home appliance was a game changer? I mean, the dishwasher is pretty awesome. That's <laughs> facts. It's pretty. It's pretty. It's facts. pretty awesome. Facts. Um, I'm just because it's so easy to say that. I'll go with the um, HVAC system. Hmm, that's another good one. Yeah. Just being able to plug your vacuum in any room and just in the wall and just fucking do your thing. 
It's where it's at. Uh, I'm going to go with, just to be obscure, I'm going to go with a slow cooker. Because as a, mm. as a live streamer, I was cooking my own food all the time. The beauty of the slow cooker, I get up in the morning, I have my breakfast, I dump a bunch of shit in the slow cooker, I turn it on, I come back in seven hours, and it's done. It's all in one pot. There's not really a lot of dishes to clean. I can take it, take that container, put it in the fridge, and just eat out of the one container and not have to dirty a bunch of other shit. And you make whatever the fuck you want in the slow cooker, and you don't have to worry about it. You make, you know... Any pretty much any meal you want within reason within a slow cooker and you don't have to be there looking at it the whole time and as a, as a streamer when you're when you're just doing nothing but literally throwing your entire life away in front of the computer that was a great way to eat home cooked meals all the time uh pressure cookers are great but they're they're to do things in shorter periods of time but you 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 more or less still want to be there when they're when they're doing their thing. Slow cooker, I put that shit on and I walk away. I I know that even if I miss the window of time, the longer it's in there, with a few exceptions, the, the you know just meat's gonna get more tender, shit's gonna be even tastier. It doesn't really matter. You leave chili in that shit for twelve straight hours, not gonna make a damn difference. That was the uh, the beauty of the uh, the slow cooker for me. McBarge asks, uh, this is topical getting into the winter season, Mr. Black. Zip-up hoodies, uh, are they jackets or sweaters? Damn. They're jackets, man. (laughs) You know what? Yeah. They're jackets. I mean, how... I don't consider them jackets. Like, I don't think of them as jackets. But they're jackets. I have to agree. The, 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 like the, as soon as you add a zipper it, yeah. in my mind, it becomes a jacket. Now, if it's a half zipper, like it's like here to here. And no, that's still, that's still a sweater. That's a sweater. But when yeah. you go from top down and you're zipping that up and then you're taking it off like a jacket, it's a jacket. Yep. It is a jacket. There is no difference between that OGS jacket and one of my under armor jackets that I have that zips up and zips down. hundred percent. Uh, Nell asks, have you seen Jamie uh, Foxx's recent documentary, the phenomenon where he, the uh, existence of UFOs are discussed by high ranking military officials? If not, what do you think about UFOs in general? I haven't seen it. I didn't even know it was a thing. They're probably, yeah, I, I didn't see it. Is it. What is it on Netflix? I, 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 I'm not entirely sure. They don't. They do not state. It's called the phenomenon. The phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Something like a phenomenon. Uh, let me see. Where is it? Where is it available here? Where is it available? Peacock. <laughs> it's not. It's not on Netflix. So I don't know where it's at. Maybe it's not Jamie Foxx. It's actually they have James Foxx here. Maybe maybe it's me just like correcting him. James Foxx. 
Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was correcting the uh, thinking because I didn't know James Fox. It's James Fox. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know who the fuck James Fox it's a, is. It's a 2020 film. Uh, 86 on Rotten Tomatoes, though. Okay. Uh, 7.6 on IMDb. Okay. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, but whether or not you have to rent it, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can get it on YouTube. YouTube for rent. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I haven't seen that. So the the follow up question to that is if um if not, what do you think about UFOs in general? Well, I don't know. I mean, what are we talking about UFOs? Are we talking about aliens here? Because I mean, you know, a UFO can be are aliens eating ox meat and doing DMT, Jeff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. They're probably in this phenomenon thing. They're probably talking about that instance where they had those, those tack UFOs that were going from like a couple of feet off the ground, off the water up to, you know, probably that amongst other things. If he's talking to, you know, yeah. um, and then they were moving in such weird things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I I want to believe that aliens uh are here or have visited here. Mm. Um but there's just no there's just no definitive proof. Um publicly. Now we've seen the 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 videos and I'm sure this documentary is about that specific thing and is the most it's the it's the 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 case where I get the most excited about it and where I'm like, hmm, okay. Before I was just like, guys, no. Nah. All right. All these shitty UFO videos we're seeing on YouTube are like edited or um just like bullshit. Um, but this actually coming from the military, you can hear their legitimate surprise and and uh just you you know that it wasn't staged they publicly came out and told people like hey it's been away for this long we have to come out and tell you guys what we found um but they still didn't have anything they still didn't have concrete now i've listened to the joe rogan podcast where they've had people that worked at area 51 and they worked on alien technology and it's all under wraps but once again these could just be like whistleblowers you know these could be just People just the problem. The problem is, is that you're you're internally forever going to be stacking up a, a singular person who who may or may not be telling the truth versus yeah. an entire host of government level officials. Yeah, and you know that the government is not going to tell you everything. No, but you also know that that people are on individually deceitful on their own. And when a topic uh, like like alien visitation is on the table, the shit's like, who the fuck are you gonna believe? Yeah, like yeah. without I seeing mean, it yourself, who the yeah. who are you really going to be able to put that much stock in? Yeah, like, and the vast majority of people that claim they've been abducted by aliens, yeah, or whatever, 
they're usually a little they're a little fucking crazy um or not but here's the here's the crazy here's the crazy thing about that though is that one of the most dangerous things a person can say about another person is calling them crazy well that is true but there is there is a Because obviously people can be clinically proven to be mentally unstable. You know, they've, they've, they're, they're wildly bipolar, they're schizophrenic, whatever. I, I am not disputing that. You're right. You're absolutely right. But the vast majority to think that these individuals, that the vast majority of them, I'm talking like 98%. Of the ones that I see that are like, yeah. yeah, I got abducted. Yeah. They're fucking crazy. Yeah. They're 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 actually crazy. Um and and or or they're just not all there. Um they're they're and I I using the word crazy is a is a little, you know, might be a little mean, but they're 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 just not all there. Uh they don't seem too educated, they don't seem too bright. Um, not saying you have to be educated or bright to to tell the truth. But there is a pattern. Um, the thing that got me most excited and what's most believable is when very reputable people um, experienced uh, a UFO sighting like the one that this documentary talks about, where they legitimately have proof they are reputable people that you can take them for the word and they aren't coming up with some crazy, unheard of uh stories where it's like i've been taken up in a in a beam of light and 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 they took me somewhere and they poured some ooze on me and someone went in my mouth and i i I saw you know they're not saying that stuff it's just very like hey bro i saw some shit i don't know what this is here are the possibilities but there's just nothing humanly that we have that could you know i that that's the that's the stuff that gets me excited because it just seems more believable. Um, it still sounds unbelievable, but I mean, if we, if an alien was here, they would have stuff that would seem unbelievable to us. It would, they would have, they would have the ability to do things that we couldn't even comprehend. And if we could, we'd probably have it. So like, uh, to answer your question, I would say, I believe, I believe in UFOs more than I don't believe in UFOs. That's the, probably the, the the furthest I can. I believe in UFOs more than what I believe in religion. So like, you know, and I don't want to get on a religious debate, but if, you know, if somebody was like, hey, you believe in God, right? I would believe, I believe, would believe that aliens exist. I already, I already believe that aliens exist. I mean, they gotta believe, they gotta exist somewhere. But in terms of them actually have been here, maybe humans have interacted with them and it's been kept on the low. Uh, maybe we've seen them and we didn't know. I would believe that more than, say, a religious belief uh, because it just seems more scientifically tangible and real, um, not necessarily faith. I don't have faith that UFOs exist. I, I just think that there's a possibility and i wouldn't dispute it if i saw it um you know so that's sort of where that's sort of where i'm at 
because science could theoretically um, do the things that some of these individuals are saying is happening. Um, so that's that's where I'm at. I would say more yes than no, but I can't just flat out say I'm not one of those like yes, aliens are here and they're they're among us. They're you know they could be Adam. Adam could be an alien. I'm not like that. Uh, but do I truly believe that the U.S. government has craft and or a physical body from another planet or universe? I do. I think it does exist. To what degree? I don't know. But I most certainly would believe it. And if it got leaked or, you know, uh, somebody on their deathbed literally just gave gave up the fucking the gauntlet and there was proof, I would I would believe it. Or if there was like hard evidence, like maybe not complete proof, but enough where you go, damn, that I believe that shit. That's where I'm at. Uh, I. I believe there are alien life. There, there is alien life, the, because the vastness of the universe would would lead one to believe that it would be a mathematical improbability for them not to exist. Yeah. Um, do I think that they've been here? That is a bit more debatable to me, because again, of the vastness of the universe. Yeah. Um, and, you know, why, why, why would they come here? Yeah. And like, during what, that small amount of time that the earth has been really like, earth. You yeah. Know, there's not, we're, we're like, like from a, from a space perspective, we are like a fart in the fucking wind in time. We've been here this tiny little window and. I mean, what would be so, what would, I, I, so I just like, is it, is it possible? Sure. But I feel like, I feel like it's almost a selfish take to think that they are here and keep coming back. Like the fuck are they getting out of coming here and looking at us? (laughs) Like, have you looked at humanity? Yeah, I know. We actively go out of our way to kill ourselves. Yeah. And that's like humanity in a nutshell. Is 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 some of humanity convincing the other part of humanity not to kill each other? That's our existence for the longest fucking time. So, um, yeah, I, I, the other thing that I always find kind of um silly is that all of our depictions, even in like, even in like the stuff that's supposed to be more credible in terms of having an alien body somewhere uh, or whatnot, is that they're all very human-looking, which, again, is very selfish-sounding to me. Now, in the, in the grand scheme of evolutionary whatever the fuck, every environment is going to have a, um, a path of, I guess if you want to call it least resistance, where a certain form, in terms of the most intelligent life on, in any given environment is likely to take a certain form. And on Earth, it just so happened 
that we were that. Um, four fingers and a thumb and the ability to walk really freakishly long distance uh, and eat both plant and meat proteins to survive um, and to be able to not only recognize the self, but to, um, to, uh, to have the ability to think beyond simple need is what put humans where we are. So, um, that, that form taking the exact same, like, or that, uh, like that same thing happening somewhere else, but with like a slightly bigger fucking head doesn't mm. really strike me as a likely scenario. So, um, I, I, yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. I think they're, I think they're out there. Do I think they've been here? I don't know. Maybe to what extent have they been here? Good question. Um, but it's really, it's really fucking hard to say. It's a, the problem with it is that it's an exciting thought. And so when it's something is that exciting and you think about it and the government is even like remotely, uh, protective of it, it, it almost lends credence to the idea that they have something when you also want to keep in mind that ultimately if any government on earth at this point in time had technology that was significantly beyond what is publicly known for them to have. That is a strategic military advantage to them. And why in the fuck would they like tell the whole world about it at all times? You're always going to have something under wraps. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a conflation of a whole bunch of shit. Um, I think that, I think that, um, in that regard, it's, um, going to be impossible to know unless you yourself have an experience. And the problem with having that experience is that so few people would have had that experience at the moment you come out, the first thing that happens is somebody calls you crazy, you're crazy. And yeah, you're you fucked. Got me, you got me calling you stupid. You're, you're fucked. Right. So you like, you can't. So, and it, it, and that, that would perpetuate the, the unknown you, cause you, nobody's, it, it's so un, it's so unreal and so few people have experienced it that you're just branded as crazy the moment you bring it up. So yeah, I mean, the U S government literally said that they have collected craft that are not of this world. So like, what do they mean by that? You know what I mean? The problem with that is that that's a very broad, it's a very broad statement. It's- broad statement but i mean no matter how broad you make it if you got craft not of this world i mean i i don't know how else you're supposed to take it yeah i i mean you know whether that is an alien spaceship a fucking uh it's i i, I don't know i i i don't know Maybe we're going to find out that the show Ancient Aliens is actually a documentary series and that guy whose hair keeps getting crazier and crazier over time, he's been right the whole time! Might be. He might be. I'm not saying it's aliens, but... (laughs) Maybe it was aliens. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe... I thought for sure this year was going to be the year because they started they 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 started leaking stuff. They start the government started coming out saying <laughs> these things. These videos came out. They they're like, yeah, we have stuff of not of this world. Um, you know, just with all the crazy news that's happening, why not throw in little bits of like crazy? 
so that people can digest it a little bit more. And then down the road, maybe they do come out and say, listen, this is what we got. You guys aren't going to believe this shit, but this ain't Hollywood. This thing right here, this is from another universe. We have no idea how, what, where, or whatever. Shit got gravity backwards where we're, we've got, like, I mean, this thing is, the human brain can't even comprehend it. We've had this for the last 70 years, and we've been trying to re-engineer this, and we've gotten close on a couple of things. And in fact, you know, the stealth fighter that we that we currently love, we got some of that technology from this. And some of the things that we've been doing, we got from this. But, hey, this is it. Here it is, world. If they do that, it's like, boom, whoa. But then does it, what, what does it really change? You know what I mean? What can well, we do? Well, what it, what it changes is, I mean, I mean yeah, I, it, it changes for a lot of people. It would change the dynamic of, I guess. Of, it would change the dynamic of religion for a lot of people. That is very true. Um, not necessarily Christianity, because Christianity itself doesn't. Scientology stock goes way up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit was still written as a fictional work by some dude who wrote science yeah, fiction for a living. Bro, Scientology goes way up, yeah. bro. Tom Cruise is on a sofa somewhere, standing up, saying, I love it. <laughs> you know? True. Will Smith finally comes out and says, yeah. True. Yeah, I'm in Scientology. That's true. Uh, weirdos go, I told you so. <laughs> and now we're, now you're not preparing bunkers for the nuclear war. You're preparing bunkers and stuff for the alien invasion takeover. But it's, uh, eventually we'll know, we'll know more. Oh yeah. It'll happen. But for now it's still, it's still a meme. It's a, it's a meme, but it's a good one. It's a good meme. Logan asks, I know you guys uh, try to stay out of politics, but what are your thoughts on the current election? He said, I am a Canadian also, but I've paid too much attention these last two days. Well, we, as Canadians, we don't have an option because um, that's all that's on our news as well. Like, nobody gives a fuck about Canada while, uh, while the American election is on. And I mean, a lot of that's for good reason, because whatever happens in the States has a pretty massive impact on Canada. Yes. We, we share the largest border between two nations on earth and we are, are each other's like biggest trading partners uh for for much of of our imports and exports we do anything that happens in one affects the other just that's uh, I mean, how it goes or affects canada yeah tremendously you know so a lot does but yeah so um so yeah, I guess so he's just asking what, what's their what's their thoughts. So we're still as of this well, podcast, we're still in the throes of it right now. We're still waiting for the last of the stuff to come through. A couple of states lagging behind there, and I'm sure there's going to be recounts on at least a few places uh, as we go. I don't know what the official tallies are right now, but as far as I know, I think Biden is still um, two sixty four to two fourteen. Yeah, so Biden Biden would have to catastrophically lose n- damn near every other state on the map. I think at this point, and maybe a recount loss somewhere um, to to really shift that back the other way. Um, a lot of it's I think it's a lot closer of a race than a lot of people thought it would be. Even the people that knew that there would still be a large portion of the of the voting base that would still be leaning. Republican, I think this is still much closer than people um, thought it would have inevitably been. 
Um, whether that was out of pure optimism or just the thought that they couldn't deal with the fact that they would imagine that after all that has happened, enough people would want to still leave this man as the leader of the free world for another four years. Uh, but it's way closer <laughs> than, than I think most people thought it would be. And I mean, social media kind of, kind of, uh, reflects that so many people were just like, Oh my fucking God, are you kidding me? Uh, how is this not a landslide? Yeah, we understand some states are going to be forever red, but I mean, my, some of these places are just, we're talking the difference of 20,000 votes, which is like, le- like 1% or less. In some places, it's like a tenth of a percent um, going either way. So what are your, what are your thoughts on where we're at right now, Mr. Black? As, as a, if you were a black man in the States, it'd be a slightly different situation because obviously racial tensions down there are a bit higher than they are here. What is your take on the current, on the current standing here with this election? I'm ready for it to be over. I think Uh, you and everyone else (laughs) is ready for that. You know, I'm ready ready for it to be over. Um, Biden's likely going to win. I'm happy. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to turn this into a big political debate. Well, I, it's I, not a debate. It's just a, yeah, your thoughts. I mean, I've gone on enough rants about Trump and, and stuff. Um, you know, the vast majority of Canadians in other parts of the world can't stand Trump. Hmm. If you take a look at the, you know, the overall vote right now, Biden's got 50.4% and Trump has got 47.9% of the popular votes. Yeah. Of just the whole voting. That would never be the split. If you were to pool Canadians in the vast majority of other countries, it would be heavily on Biden's side than it would be Trump's side. Be like 80 20. Yeah. Easy. Easy. And there's a reason for that. Um, and so, you know, I get it. I actually get it. I'm like I'm like the type of person that uh if somebody's a Trump supporter, I still respect them. I don't think they're you know, I might not believe in the way they believe, but I'm not going to like not be friends with somebody if they support Trump. I'm not going to go out of my way to try and humiliate them from my points of view. Do I do do I do I think uh do I think he is the biggest embarrassment that America has ever seen? Yes, I do. Um, I I do think he's a racist. I do think he's chauvinistic. I do think he's a narcissistic. I do think he can't take an L. And I'm not even just talking about the this election, but he's just all of those things. Um, and and nobody can tell me. Otherwise, just like I can't tell somebody otherwise that he isn't uh, those things because they're going to just try and uh, figure out all these things. Right. They're going to come up with a million different things. And that's fine. I I, I just got to, you know. Take us take a step back and just try not to take it personal. And I mean, over the the last I don't know how long uh, few days when I've been tweeting out shit about Trump, you know, I've had a lot of angry motherfuckers, Trump supporters that have been supporting me for a long time. And, you know, some of them, some of them will message me privately. And some of them will be like, dude, you know, I've been supporting you for a long time. 
Uh, but I just, you know, I can't, I can't stand listening to you talk about what you don't understand and all this other stuff. And I get, listen, I get it. And I basically I go and tell them the same fucking thing. I tell everybody else, if my opinions are affecting you and you taking it personal to the point where you, you, you can't enjoy my content or you, you can't, then that's a you problem. That ain't a me problem. I'm fucking 33 years old. Um, I have my own opinions, just like you do. Um, I have, I, I don't know how many times I have people on my Twitter, you know, Trump 2020, go Trump. Uh, I don't tweet out to them and say, fuck you and fuck your, your points of view. I let them speak their mind. That You want to go ahead and speak your mind. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't bug me at all. And a lot of people fucking, you know, I've, I told this on the, on the stream yesterday. I'm more, if I was in the States, I'm more Republican than I am democratic. I, there's a lot of things on the right side that I identify with than, than the, the left, you know, I would be the type of voter that would be voting for the individual candidate, not the party. And I think a, what a lot of people is that they're, they're extremely loyal to one side or the other. And it doesn't matter how racist someone is or how uh, ignorant or non-presidential uh, or whatever, whatever asterisk you want to put Trump at, they'll, they'll overlook those things because of certain ideologies that he believes in that the blue side doesn't believe in. And it doesn't really matter. They're just going to vote regardless. And, you know, sure, sure. Um, but for me, it's, it's, I, I just, I, I couldn't physically, even if I was a Republican, uh, I just couldn't physically vote for this dude, uh, just from what he says and does. And people will come up with a million excuses as to, oh, Biden's too old and this, that, and he's fucking, he's got a laptop and you know what I mean? But you know, the, I, I get it. My, my ultimate point of view is, uh, I can't wait for it to be over. I can't wait for for this world leader to no longer be a, this world leader. Uh, I think the world needs that. Um, and this is coming from a Canadian perspective, so take it for what you want. I understand I don't go through the same struggles that certain people go through and um, and vice versa. That's why I respect what... That's why I don't really get in heated political debates with people individually, because at the end of the day, it's like talking religion. You know, Adam is not going to sit here and convince me to believe in God. It's just not going to happen. Um, you know, when we were younger and more immature, I used to try and talk Adam in, 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 in what I, in my point of view, but as you get older, you just realize you don't need to agree on everything and people have have their own ideologies on things and their own beliefs. And there's just certain things morally that they cannot let go of. And it's typically on how you're raised and what you've experienced. And so all you can do is really voice your opinion. Um, and, but be respectful while you do it. Unfortunately, when it comes to us politics, it, it is a lot of the time it is not, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of like, it's a lot of hate. And uh, I get it. I get why. Because it's, 
it's a fuck show. Um, I, I, my fuckso meter, I shouldn't say it's zero because I do care because it does affect Canada. It really does. Um, but I'll be happy to see him go. Mm. Extremely happy. Am I happy to see Biden there? No, I'm not. The dude can't even form, can't even, uh, speak for 10 minutes without fucking fumbling and staring into the universe. The guy is a basic walking puppet. Uh, I get it. <laughs> uh, but it's better than, than the talking fucking animal. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's just, it's, it's, it's wild. Uh, and, and it's, it's there. It sucks both ways, but ultimately, uh, it is what it is. It's what it's the cards were dealt with. And uh, Godspeed. I got love for my American friends out there. I really do. I, I, I enjoy going to America. And I, um, I'd be a liar if I didn't say some of this is entertaining. Because some of it is entertaining as fuck. But when you strip away the entertainment, you realize this shit is real. This is some really fucking dark shit going on. And uh, it's scary. And hopefully things can get better. And I think... Uh, we're on a way of starting to get some sort of healing. Um, and some people will suffer. I mean, that's just one way or another, but it would be nice if people voted for the candidate and not necessarily the party, but I understand why it is the way it is. And, and you've mentioned it earlier is if you can get rid of this electoral shit and just vote for voting, um, and have real democracy, then well, it's the reality of the U.S. is it's not a direct democracy; it's a republic. No. And so, no. with 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 some, you know, democratic shit sprinkled on top, right? It's a yeah. so the the that's why the you know it'll be I would I would be shocked if we ever see the electoral college disappear for that we reason. Won't. Yeah, we won't. But um, it is what it is. It's not our country, so <laughs> yeah. They, our, we our have our own problem. Like our first pass the post here yeah. is is basically the same problem as the electoral college. Yep. In that it, in, in that it makes a lot of votes completely useless. Useless. Yeah. So um yeah. Uh that we that will probably be gone in our lifetime, first past the post. That that isn't as much of a beast to tackle as the electoral college in the States, but all the same, very yeah, kind of a similar idea. I mean, so yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not, I'm not wildly dissimilar to most of what Jeff just said, but I, I, there are some asterisks for me in here. Um, so definitely for me as well, I, I always lean towards voting for the person. Um, you know, there's, there's two stages, there's, there's two, there's two things you have to realize when you're voting for somebody and they, and cause I've heard people try to describe why they vote for people. Uh, before is that some people will say, for example, and I'm sure Jeff, you've heard this before, probably from the Trump supporters, that they're voting for the person for their policies, not the person behind them. So they don't really care if the person's an asshole. If the policies they bring to the table uh, work for the country, then fine, right? Uh, and then there are some people that will vote for the person, and the policies are a secondary portion to that because. They're more interested in having somebody who is unlikely to, um, to be as perhaps mostly the trait would be the deceitful, 
as somebody else on the other side of the coin or somebody who is less involved in scandal and whatnot because people eventually get tired of of their political heads being tied up in a thousand fucking scandals. Um, I'm, I'm always somebody that votes like Jeff was saying, very similar. I'm voting for, I vote for the person and their policies. Those two things to me are inseparable. I never understood how somebody could separate those two things because invariably those two halves of the person affect the other. You could have somebody, and it's it's often why you will see somebody when they when they campaign give a list of the shit that they're going to do for you, mm. and all of it's sunshine and fucking rainbows. And then they get in, and what happens? You see almost none, none of it. it, and you can't explain it all away, but because of like them not having control of, let's say, the house or something in the states, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Some of that is explainable because of that. They get blocked from the opposing party, whatnot. That's not, some of it is, you vote somebody for their policies, but the person is an insufferable cunt and lied to you to get in for their party. That's the reality of the situation. So those two things are not, are not, you know, they're inseparable. So when I vote for somebody, it's always a combination of the two. I want to, I, I, I study them as a person as best I can. Um, thankfully one of my only good traits other than being mediocre at video games is reading people. And so I spend a lot of time getting a read on somebody when, before I vote for them. And then, yeah, their policy is pretty fucking important, but I don't want to vote for somebody who I know is intrinsically a fucking asshole just because their policies are good. Because usually you get people that tarnish your country's, uh, um, standing in the international community, which by the way, is kind of fucking important, uh, because they're an insufferable asshole. It's what's happened with Trump. If it wasn't for the fact that unfortunately both his policies almost entirely short of maybe a couple that you could cherry pick are all ass. Like politically he's shit as a person. He's shittier. So that like, there's no, for me, the thing is what you'll see with polls for voting for Trump is that the number one reason is the economy. Not even, interestingly enough, not even individual policies that improves that individual person's life. Like let's say a tax cut at their bracket, but just the health of the economy or how they see what they feel is a healthy economy. That is their 95% is on that. And then every other, uh, every other voting purpose falls in this 5% cup underneath of it. I understand. So for me, for me, it's a bit delusional. I think the, and this is so hard to put all this into fucking coherent thought, but I will say this while Jeff says that he's, he wouldn't unfriend somebody for supporting Trump. I would. Because of his person, not his politics. If you can support that man as a person, which you have to if he's in as the fucking president of the United States, yeah, you're just supporting the person. Before you go on a rant here, yeah. is, is I, 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 I wouldn't be able to, I would be able to not be friends with them. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's how they go about of, defending or or um um 
I shouldn't say the level of support. If there is a Trump supporter and a voter, mm. I don't hold that to the same level of a Trump supporter that is partaking directly into the hate speech, into um, uh, trying to come up with uh, excuses for applauding white supremacy, those type of things. You can make the argument just by voting for him. You're doing just that. But also I understand that certain people morally cannot vote for somebody that doesn't believe in uh, abortion or doesn't believe in things that morally. There's, it's called single issue voting. Single issue voting. And I, even though there is another evil on the other side, they're willing to overlook that because of something that is so important to them that they just cannot support something from the other side simply because of that. And I cannot, that's like me not being friends with somebody for a religion they believe in or whatever. I, I just can't do that. If they are going to be part of the problem and they're going to sit there and argue with me when somebody has blatantly said something and done something and it's so against humanity and 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 what it is to be a decent person, especially in a privileged position of power like the president of the United States, and then you're going to come to me and spew some fucking shit at me and tell me I'm an asshole for calling somebody out for being that. Yeah, I have no problem telling you go fuck yourself and telling you to unfollow me or I'm just going to block you. I can't have I don't have time for that. But if there's something part there and you're like, if you can listen, you know what I got respect for? I got respect for people that keep it real where they go. You know what, dude? I can't fucking stand Trump. But unfortunately, I have to vote for him. Uh, I can't fu- I, like, you know, like I can't fucking stand this air. I wish he would get off Twitter. I wish he'd stop running his mouth. You know, I wish Biden would stop doing this or doing that. You know, I wish Biden wasn't fucking damn near 90 years old. But I have no choice but to vote for him because of this. I can respect that. You know, Um, I also got respect for the assholes that straight up will tell you I'm a racist prick and I support being a racist asshole because then I just know I'm not your friend and I don't want to deal with you. Thank you for telling me who you really are. Go fuck yourself. You're not somebody I want to hang out with at all. And you shouldn't have children because you're only going to teach them the same shit that you're spewing right now. So, yes, to answer that, I can not be friends with somebody on things I don't believe in uh, as long as they're doing it in a way that is offensive or that is combative to what I believe as well. Like where you just want to fight me for what I believe. It's like, dude, I respect what you got going, respect mine, and everything is fine in the world. We don't need to agree on everything. But if you're going to be a complete and utter asshole, uh, then fuck yourself. And if you think uh, white supremacy is great, go fuck yourself. I'm not, I'm, and I'm not even just saying as a black guy, as a human, go fuck yourself. I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with you. I don't even want to waste my breath. So continue. So, yeah, um, 
for me, it's easier for in this regard because you're talking about who you're putting in place as the president of the United States. You're not talking about a guy who's like a fucking, you know, like, do you support a business mogul who just so happens to be a complete and utter asshole? Uh, you know, there's, there's one thing, there's, there's two, there's a, there's a line where my, my, my ability to look past differences in, in thought when it comes to people, there's a line there and it's definitely well before mm. elected official. Like mm. we're way, like before you get anywhere near elected official where we should probably agree on that shit. And it's not, and, and again, it's not necessarily just because we're voting for different people. It's, it's, this is not like, this is not like, for example, when we're back in time, uh, voting for the difference between, uh, you know, this is not like a George Bush situation. Donald Trump is so easily well and beyond anything that you've seen in our lifetime as a, as a complete and utter shit stain of a human being and politician and the people that he surrounded himself with on the same, in, in the same vein, that it's a no, it's a, it's a, it's a no fly zone for me. So I don't have, I don't have a problem. If you can see what, what has happened in what he's done and the people around him have done in the last four years and still vote for him, I don't fucking want to talk to you anymore. You're not going to listen to reason. There is nothing that you can say in both to me and for me to you that we are ever going to come together. I don't want to. I, I need to make a distinction here. I think there is a, a thing in the world right now where people want to say, you know, agree to disagree, let's still be friends. No. If you're somebody who is, who is pro-fucking euthanasia, uh, I don't want to meet you halfway. Uh, if, if you're somebody who is, who is pro racism, I don't want to meet you halfway. Uh, and I, I, and I don't have any plans to do so. I will more likely tell yourself to go, to go fuck off, take a long walk off a short pier with concrete shoes than I would be to meet you halfway. There are, there are issues and things within and outside of politics well, not euthanasia was not necessarily. There are instances euthanasia is fine, but you get my idea. You get the 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 uh, eugenics is probably the word I wanted to use. So there are there are topics that you'll hit where it's just like like for, like you just mentioned. It's like uh, white supremacy. You're never going to want to meet somebody halfway on white supremacy. No, the best not- that you can do, the, the very best that you can do as a human being is, for one, I don't blame you for just saying, go fuck yourself, and it's over. Yeah. The best, the second best thing you could do is try and educate somebody in a way that is factual, not overly aggressive, and you just lay it out there, and it's up to them to, to soak in the information and change, or that's the show. Um but, you know, because some people, some people are, I mean, racism is taught, right? It's not, it's, you're not born racist. Some people are just brought up that way and they don't know any different. And somebody, obviously there wasn't enough people around to take the time to have compassion or look at the other side on why they're feeling this way and they think this way and taking the time to understand them and then educate them. If 
you want to take the time and you see a redeeming quality in a person and you want to take the time to, to reach out and try and change a perspective in a way that isn't forceful, um, then I think that's a positive way of doing things. Do but also, I don't blame people for just saying, go fuck yourself. I want nothing to do with you. Bro, as somebody who has spent most of their adult life trying to, be, trying to bring reason to people, when they're being unreasonable, I can yeah. tell you that 99.9% yeah. of the time, right. it's a waste of time. It's a waste of, your best case scenario is putting it out there and walking away and not even waiting for the response. That's true. Because they don't want to hear it. They're not mm-hmm. ready to say, if, if, uh, so anyway, I'm getting off fucking rails here. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay, so, if you're supporting Trump, I don't want you in my life. Full stop. I'm going to just be straight with you. And I will, I will not lose an ounce of sleep over you not being in my life. Because you can, if you can support him as a man or as a politician, personally, I think you're as fucking kooky as the people talking about ooze entering their mouth and getting their ass probed by aliens. I'm going to just be fucking straight with you. I think you're insane. I think you're insane. Everyone in the political sphere has some shit going on, but if you can look at Donald Trump, the people around him that he has put in place, fired, put in place, fired, put in place, fired, put in place, fired, put in place. Gotten 20 seconds into a sentence, contradicted himself, gets called out for it and said he didn't say it 20 seconds ago. And then everyone just goes along and goes, yeah, yeah, he didn't say that. You're fucking crazy. If you can pull up like a fucking, like if you can pull up like, like video every time and why nobody's done this yet in an interview, and have a TV behind you when you're talking to Trump, and he goes, no, I didn't say that, and you go, let's check the replay, the instant replay. Oh, wait, you just did. They would still, a lot of them, go along with it anyway, because at the end of the day, what they want to hear and what they want to know is that their delusional fucking ideas have any basis in reality because they think that it's going to uh, benefit them. And the greatest irony here, for example, the tax cut shit, is that you have an entire fucking field of people who are like, my God, I can't possibly, because taxes are one of those single-issue voting situations. Yep. I can't vote for Biden. Why? Did you hear about his tax plan? Holy shit, we're going to be broke as fuck. We can't possibly take that kind of beating. A tax front? Oh, you mean the thing where he's just raising tax on people making north of like $400,000? Yeah, that's nuts! Be like, bro, you work at Loblaws. You work at, oh, it's a Canadian company, sorry, a Canadian company. You work Walmart. at King, You work at Kinko's. Motherfucker, you made twenty eight grand last year. Yeah, but in the future... <laughs> whoever the fuck tells you that they didn't vote for biden because of his tax thing because they are afraid of taking the hit is the same person who will never make 400 grand in their life in a single calendar year full stop i'm gonna just be honest with you they'll be forever working minimum wage jobs maybe three to crack 40 grand a year. And the irony of that and the sad thing about that is that the tax cut going to the 400K, they're paying for it. 
they're actually taking a tax hit on their end. But because they think they're going to magically become a fucking millionaire next Tuesday, or in the next four fucking years of Biden's presidency, they won't vote for him because of it. If he even makes four years. <laughs> there is a temporarily, is a, I can't remember who said it, but it is a, is a great description. Temporarily embarrassed millionaires. There is a, a, there, there's just, there is a, uh, there is more than one thesis to be written about the American political system and the, the socioeconomic fuckstorm that powers it. It's crazy. You're not, a lot of people say, oh, it's just, it's the education system. Uneducated vote. Motherfucker, it ain't that easy. Oh, it's just racism. It ain't that easy either. Oh, it's just. It's just this, it's just that, it ain't that, there is a fucking pile that has been, that has been literally formed specifically over time by both political parties trading back and forth over time that has created this thunderdome of fuckery that has produced what you're seeing right now to the point where nearly 70 million people think that a dude that previous to getting fucking elected was caught on tape talking about literally sexually assaulting people on the regular and being happy about it. The dude who paid more taxes in China than he did in his home country. That that man is the man to put back in place. The man who has more lies per minute then I can type on my keyboard. The dude who spends more time on Twitter than Kim Kardashian. The man who blamed Obama and pointed at him for drone strikes that has more in his first term than Obama did in eight. Everything's a lie. Not a single grain of truth has left his fucking parched, peach-ass lips. And people will still, in the tens of millions, vote for him. That is a scary thing that needs to be tackled. And it does. This isn't about having different opinions anymore. That would be like, and I hate to be the guy using the fucking example, but it's the reality of it. It's fascist shit. It is literally like if we're comparing Hitler to somebody else. Like, do we need to have a conversation if 70 million people suddenly want to side with genocide? Yeah, maybe we should look at the cultural reasons as to why that's happening. Why would 70 million people be okay with that? We should look into it. Because it isn't happening anywhere else in the fucking developed world. It's the states. So my opinion right now is that, unfortunately, your best case scenario is you have a man who, despite his ability to get beyond his disability of his speech impediment, And the fact that at 77, no matter how smart you are, you lose an edge. It's just the reality of the shit. You you can be, I'm not saying he's stupid. I'm not saying he's incapable. But you lose an edge at 77. Trump lost his shit fucking 15 years ago and he's like 72. 
Your best hope is that this man gets in and surrounds himself with people who will do work beyond his ability. And to hopefully kickstart some shit that will, in the future, pull back the fucking firewall that has been coursing out through the entirety of the fucking country from the center out for years. Your best hope is that Joe Biden legitimately does what he says he's going to do, and here's the fucking kicker. Not even Obama did that shit. And he was the best thing you guys had in our lifetimes. And if you don't think that, then I'm going to put you in the same fucking category as the ooze-drinking, ass-probing motherfuckers voting for Trump. Because no president, no world leader is perfect. They all do crazy shit, and it usually involves death. Obama, his biggest fucking hot-button topic was he wore a fucking tan suit. That was what we had to deal with in the news cycle. We haven't had a single breathing second without having Trump shoved down our throats for far worse shit 24 hours a day, seven days a week for four years. And if you think that even if he loses, that's going away, I have news for you. It ain't. Coming back Trump 2024, baby. You're going to be dealing with this shit for ages. The Republicans have crammed the justice system full of backwards ass people in lifer positions. You guys have a literal fucking political war on your hands that unfortunately anyone under the age of 40 will be battling to reverse for the next 40 years. And that's a shitty thing to think about. I'm scared it's happening here in Canada slowly. Because our liberal people, which would be your version of the Democrats, essentially, are fucking up so hard that we're probably going to have a flip. Where people are tired of the shit and they'll go for somebody who's equally insane. It can happen anywhere. And now you got to dig yourself out of it. Shit's crazy. So right now, you know what it is? Well, Biden's probably going to win. You can hope that he does what he's going to, what he said he's going to do. And you hope that Trump goes the fuck away as fast as humanly possible. That's your best case scenario. Because right now, unfortunately, you guys just passed 100,000 new cases a day of the coronavirus in the States. You got people literally dying more than 9-11 Per day, per 24-hour period. We're still talking about 9-11 like it was the worst thing to happen in the States from a death toll and how dare they come onto our soil and do that shit to us. Your own fucking people are killing your own fucking people on a greater magnitude every 24-hour fucking cycle of the sun for the last fucking nine months and continuing. And even if you were to miraculously mask up the whole fucking nation and lock them down, you're still nigh on impossible to be able to claw it back. And so again, I would say to top that all off for why America is where it's at right now with that shit, 
it was always going to be rough because New York and, and California places, they're hubs for air travel for the world. It was going to be bad. There's no fucking two ways around it. Shit was going to be dark. But if you have even the smallest goddamn inclination that literally anyone, including a soft, warm potato salad, could have done a worse job than Donald fucking Trump at, and his administration of curtailing the travesty that has been the handling of coronavirus in the U.S., you're high as fucking, you're, you're fucking high as a kite. Bath salts. You're, you're fucking, you think your arms and orange, you're peeling it. That's the crazy that you're at right now. All right. So just, what are my thoughts? The U.S. is Rome falling in real time. And we're watching it. And there are some good people in our community that are fighting hard to make that shit reverse. And the scariest part about it is, even if Trump loses, that's like you got your toe in the water. That's step one of many, many steps to come. Buckle the fuck up. I'm praying for you. Because motherfucker, whether you believe in God or not, you need it. Yeah. I'm praying too. That tells you. Let's get one more softer one just to end it. On a nice note. Uh, Let's see here. I thought there was one here that I, I had lined up that was... Oh, here we go. <laughs> Seth asks, what's your favorite vice? What do you mean? Vice would be like for somebody who's a, a smoker or a drinker. You know, their, their vice, their thing that they have to... Like their, their, their habits that aren't necessarily mm. healthy, but you do them anyway. Uh, mm, I'd probably say work. (laughs) It's right. Unhealthy amounts of work. Yeah. Is your vice. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Man. I mean, my my vice is just is just like I, I don't I don't even know what my vice would be right now. I don't I can't afford I can't even afford to have a vice. I mean like for me it's like I, I guess my vice right now is how little I'm exercising. So like just being lazy. Like physically so. Like sitting in a chair all the time or like laying on the couch behind watching movies and then going to bed. I'm like sedentary all the time. It's a miracle I can even walk. It's like a miracle my legs remember how to like put one foot in front of the other. Um, like right now my vice is, is probably the opposite of yours where I'm like technically working, but I'm just doing stuff that's self-serving. Like I'm, I'm playing, I, I, I wake up and instead of doing something that like a working towards a goal of, of some kind, 
I'm just doing something that keeps my mind more occupied. Whatever I think is going to occupy my mind more in a day. Because the world is on fire. And so whatever I can do to just keep my mind occupied. Because as you've just told, seen from that rant that I have, I have a real fucking... You might as well call it a problem with injustice in general. And I always have. And 2020 is the unhealthiest year of my life because of it. I can't, I get, I get white hot angry for friends in the U S because of what's happening in the U S and the same thing here in Canada for friends in Toronto or people that like are living out in Alberta, having to deal with some of the shit that's going on out there. I get, I get physically white hot fucking angry. I have to go hit my heavy bag. I have to go do something. I have to get it out of my system because I hate that it's all of these things. Logically, there's no reason for them to be happening. And the fixes are not difficult. And so why, what, the fact that they continue to happen fucking drives me wild. So I have to do anything I can to occupy my mind, which has been Warzone for the last week and not Morrowind. Because I love Morrowind, but it's t- it, it, doesn't, it doesn't tie my brain up enough. It's autopilot. I can just, I can just play Morrowind and there's nothing happening. My brain is just going, I'll think about it instead. And then I get fucking going. So uh, with Warzone, there's enough going on and broken ass bullshit that my brain's tied up. So my vice right now is caving to, uh, it's almost like instead of comfort food, that's what I use. So some people, when they're stressed out or they're not feeling, they go to, they go to food or they sleep more or they're drinking or they're smoking. I, I just, I'm like, it's, it's what game am I going to stream today? I combine some level of like work with what's going to fucking keep me distracted and like, you know, Voltron that shit together. And that's, and that's probably my, uh, my vice. I would say right now, but I can't, uh, usually my vice would be buying new hardware, but luckily everything's been sold out so fast that I haven't had the ability to even if I wanted to. Yeah. Not even an option. New NVIDIA cards. Can't get them. New AMD CPUs. Not possible. (laughs) It's probably a good, a good thing that I can't because I'd probably own some right right now if it wasn't for it. Mine is, mine is definitely work. It's without a doubt. And it's like a, it's a good vice. That's the that, that's the mm. that's the the worst part about the vice is like you can you can justify why you're you're leaning into why it. Why you're doing this? Yeah. yeah. So like yeah, like for me, it's it's sort of the same. You know, I I'm I I work too much, but I do it for a purpose, and it's all I think about. Like as soon as I'm done this, I'm going to go to the voiceover booth. I got two voiceovers to do. And you got to wake up in the morning. I got to go to the bank, sign these papers. Then I got to start my stream right away. Then I get a sponsored thing in the afternoon. Then I got a poker session that night. It's just like every day it's my day is just filled with work. Mm. And the, the craziest part about it is, is if it wasn't filled with work, I'd feel depressed. I'd be like, man, the fuck am I doing? I just sat on the sofa for three hours. What in the fuck am I doing? That's how I think. And then it makes me um, agitated and fucking I'm in my own head. And it's that's just it. So I guess it's not the worst vice to have. It's kind of like a guy that goes to the gym too much or like works out all the time. 
you know, eats too healthy. <laughs> you're like right. You're like riding that body dysmorphia line. You're exactly. like right. You're like right, right up to the body dysmorphia, yeah, that's but it. not it's quite crossing it. You know, I'm not taking care of my health because I work too much. You know, I could easily wake up an hour earlier and still get the same amount of work done and just work out for an hour. But you know, after you work all that much time, you're like, I deserve to sleep. I just need to shut it off for a little while. And when you get back on, it's just like, you know, time to get to work. Yep. That's where, that's where I'm at. That's where I've, I've always been. Everybody in my life tells me you work too much. You do too much. And then all I got to say is, well, look what I have to show for it. Imagine if I didn't do that. But then I also realized that, hey, if I just cut back a little bit, my life ain't going to change. Yeah. I think take- people people default to that too sometimes because there are a lot of people that also work too much, but it doesn't always result in in extraordinary success. Yes, right. So that's the yeah. other thing is that like there are people that would also like somebody who uh, is working in an office environment and there's no overtime hours, but they're just working like crazy anyway. Yeah, like the, there's the uh, there's no real major trade off. You're not like going to get a promotion because you're in there pretending to work, kind of thing. Like yeah. there's no trade off, or like not everyone gets that. Yeah, but yeah. if I like if I put in those extra ten hours a week, that could equate to a large amount of money or a large opportunity mm. to to further a business venture or whatever. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. But you know, there does come a time where you at least got to look at it like, bro, you need to take care of your health. Because you're not going to be able to do anything if you're not healthy. Bro, Period. the entire right side of my body is basically useless right now because of how I sit and, like, the the positions that we are in all the time. Yeah. Like, my right hip carriage and my whole fucking right leg joint and shit, oh, it's like I'm pawing around like a fucking club foot. Yeah. Uh, my right shoulder's all fucky and everything, and, like, it's just... So you have to, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit you have to take you have to take with it. But, yeah, it, it is a uh, a balance. But, yeah, vice, work work in general, for sure. Uh, and I tell myself, Hey, if you just keep busting a couple more years, you'll be able to take that time you, off. You're going to say that until you're 60. A couple <laughs> years, comes, I got just a couple more years. And you know, it's, there's, it's always something. It's just like, it's a game. It's, yeah. it's, it's a game. It's a game. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. That's my vice. Could have worse vices. They, they, yeah. Yeah. It's true. I could be smoking crack. True. And if there was a year to smoke some crack. I could smoke a lot of weed. I don't smoke weed. True. That could slow me down. Yep. Or it might just chill me out. I might get more stuff done. Who knows? I think for me, because like sometimes I'll work a lot too and why like why I end up doing so many different things is that is that I act it's it's the act of doing nothing that I'm more what I consider to be nothing. I don't mind taking some time to watch some shows or watch a movie or whatever. But, like, taking a full day off and doing literally dick all, once in a very rare time will I want to actually do that. Yeah. If I'm if I'm doing something I feel like at least has some value, like, let's say you were, you had, like, a martial art on the side, or you were learning an instrument, or, like, some tangible benefit, you know, watching TV is not improving you at all, other than the act of relaxation, right? So if you relax during that, obviously you want to fit some of that time in, but, like, that's that's the trade-off, is, like... You know, you could be doing that, but you could do this and then find your, your healthy balance. But when you're a workaholic, it all just results in more work one way or the, <laughs> the other. Speaking of workaholics, um, we did another three-hour podcast, so we're going to end it there uh, and uh, put this one up. Last week, unfortunately, YouTube took like 18 hours 
and didn't finish the processing. So hopefully this week it does and I don't have to re-upload it again. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. It was a low energy. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a relatively low energy podcast. It was, but, but it was hopefully, chill. hopefully you got, you got some, uh, enjoyment out of it one way or the other, uh, to our American friends, God fucking speed over the next couple of weeks. Cause it's going to be a couple of weeks minimum and, uh, stay as positive as you fucking can for God's sake. Be nice to each other. Yes, that too. That's, just be nice to each other. At least do that. And if you can't be, just don't talk at all. <laughs> just don't talk at all. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another Tech the Elf podcast. We'll see you guys next week. And until we do, have a good morning, afternoon, or evening, and all that jazz. Peace! Peace!